what's up guys this is your boy woozy um i just want to come in here and say i will be changing the schedule of the creative balance show i was originally posting the creative balance show once a week on thursdays but i will now be changing the schedule to once every other week um the reason i'm doing that is just to better control the quality i thought i had the resources available to me to be able to get a podcast out a week week in advance but with scheduling issues and me editing the podcast myself, I decided to, to do it every other week just to remain consistent in posting these. So I hope you guys understand and I hope you guys enjoy the show. Welcome. My name is Najar, better known as Woozy, and this is the Creative Balance Show presented by Woozy Apparel. A show where we sit with creatives, hustlers, entrepreneurs, and other brand builders to understand their stories and the balance needed for their success. Today, we sit down with Nigel B of Just Be Dope. He owns a clothing brand based out of Los Angeles but spreads the movement of positivity from SoCal to the North. Join us as we talk about the culture shock of moving to the burbs, controlling your perspective, and how a dozen hats changes future. Enjoy the show. Welcome, guys, to another episode of the Creative Balance Show. It's your boy, Woozy, back at it again. I'm here with a very special guest, but I'm going to let him introduce himself. Hey, my brother. Thank you, Woozy. Appreciate you having me. My name is Nigel. I'm from Just Be Dope. Um, I'll give you my full government. I'm not just Just Be Dope. That's what I do. But my name is Nigel Burton. Um, yeah, man, I'm a self-love advocate, light spreader, all about positive energy and just encouraging you to be your authentic, true self. And uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk about some good gems. I'm glad to be on the show. <laughs> Appreciate you for having you. Like, Thanks obviously, when me. I first started this um, podcast, or this show, you were one of the first people that came up because I was Appreciate like, that. the whole premise of the show is just to you know, get creatives and brand builders and things like that. And not only talk about their journey, but talk about how they balance everything, you know, because like you say, yeah, you yeah. just came from San Jose. You, you came from L.A. to Fresno, yeah, yeah. from Fresno to San Jose, and then you're back here again. So, you know, it's like it don't stop. bro. Right? Yeah. How do you I, I think it's important for people to, to hear that and also hear about some of the things that you do to make, make sure that you're not running yourself ragged. Yeah, man. Um, it's crucial. So what helps me balance it is, um, well, you know, how you start your day is very important. You know what I'm saying? How you start your day is very important. So um, I aim to not, I try to, like, sometimes, you know, depending on if I wake up a little later and I got to jump on my phone, like, um, one, my rule is, like, uh, the first hour of the day, I don't touch my phone, I don't open my phone, so that I'm able to um, tap in with myself. So I'm real intentional with that, of just, like, if you open your phone, the first thing you do is go to Instagram. It's so much energy you're already exchanging with before you even get right with yourself and have like a little meeting with yourself. So yeah. I like to wake up, um, meditate, journal, you know what I'm saying? That's my routine. Uh, work out, whether it's like some push-ups or go hit the gym. But definitely like you got to take care of your, your mental health, you know what I'm saying? So meditating, journaling is a real good form for me just to like um, an outlet to be able to recharge, you know what I'm saying? Release and just... Um, remind myself why I do all that I do. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And the, and the intentions with it. You know what I mean? And I'm a dad too. So yeah, it's like, exactly. you know what I mean? So 
it's a lot but yeah definitely um that helps man and just um and still taking time to myself you know what i'm saying mm. like i try to be intentional and spending um like meditating journaling time with yourself but even like time in nature bro like honestly time in nature is a, is a yeah. big cheat code for me like it's um nature is healing man for yeah sure, for sure like i said i, I definitely i definitely like that i'm i'm Thank we gonna get into a little bit later because i really like sure. especially about the journaling and the nature yeah, part yeah, we can get deep but about it i want to sure. first start off like you know i want the people to to know who nigel is and like um get to know that person so like first of all where are you from so you know it's crazy everybody thinks i'm from fresno well, i ain't gonna say everybody but a lot of people think i'm from fresno you feel me um i love fresno this is my second hometown you feel me um, it's the birthplace to just be dope. But me, I'm born and raised in San Diego. Okay. South Fleet's Dago to be exact. That's what I, I never like where I grew up, we call it Dago. We don't never I never call San Diego San Diago. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to tell the people that you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't know the you know the, <laughs> nick, the nickname, but um I grew up in Southeast Dago, man. I'm I'm a proud Dago kid, six one nine. So um I grew up, man, hooping. I had hoop dreams, playing basketball. Like I have a real big sports background. Okay. So that's why I get a lot of my like I feel like I've, I face life with, like, you got to have heart with everything that you do. You feel mm -hmm. me? I got that from sports. Always having heart, never quitting, just, when, like, when times get tough or when things get hard. Or being able to, like, if you could take the wins, you know what I'm saying, humbly being able to take the losses, you know what I'm saying, humbly too. And, exactly. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, I'm born and raised in San Diego. So my story, like, I, I my, my roots are crazy. So I'm from San Diego. From yeah. high school, I moved to uh, Marietta, Temecula. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It's I've heard of Marietta. Okay. Marietta. So Marietta. Like, sorry about uh, that. Marietta in the uh, Inland Empire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's like it's inland. So it's about an hour um, hour north of San Diego, but inland. Mm -hmm. So I went to high school there. And then after uh, graduating high school, I moved up straight up to Fresno. Went to yeah. Fresno State 2009. Oh, wow. And that's and Fresno became my second home. That's where I like became a man, found myself. So Okay. Um, but yeah, but originally from San Diego... Fresno became like my, my my home. You feel me? That's why I rep real hard. And then I live in LA now, so I'm just you feel me? I'm all over now. I go to the Bay a lot too, but like those are my three real like um, root, well four I guess is San Diego, Marietta, LA, and Fresno. Okay. Yeah. So I want to ask you more about because I don't really know. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know yeah. nobody from San Diego except for uh, you. And I oh, want to no, know. Like, what, I love to talk about San Diego. I was, yeah. I was like, what, what was it like like growing up in like because. So, you know, it's, yeah, we, we hear people talk about, like, how L.A. is or how the yeah. Bay Area is, but I don't really hear too many people, like, talking I'm, about how San Diego is. I'm glad you asked me. You feel me, bro? <laughs> low-key, even with, uh, I'll say, even with Fresno, I feel like when everybody talks about Cali, it's always just the Bay and L.A. That's it. They definitely over, I mean, I was, obviously San Diego does get more love than Fresno because it's, like, the beaches. And I feel like it's, like, a, yeah. it's a tourist city for sure. Mm -hmm. You feel me? But, um, as someone, like, with both of those being my hometowns, like, I feel like they both get overlooked. You feel me? Like, even on the music scene, like I got a lot of obviously we know how many of our homies out here do music. You yeah, know, exactly. The Fresno music scene um, gets overlooked sometimes, just like how the San Diego scene. There's so many people making good music down there, but same thing. So. Nice. But um, so growing up in, in in San Diego and Dago for me was um, it was it was very diverse. It was a beautiful experience. So I grew up in Southeast Dago. So it's like you know, same way everybody knows about LA. So you got South Central Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So Southeast Dago is like the hood area of San Diego. You feel okay. Me? So a lot of times people were saying, when I was in Fresno, first going to Fresno, people were like, oh, you're from San Diego? Like, how was it like? The beaches is this now. I was like, and as I got older, I've learned to like, just embrace where I'm from. But when I was younger, sometimes like, especially like when I was around people that knew San Diego, when I was in like Marietta, because Marietta was the suburbs. Okay. And they found out like, oh, you're from Southeast Diego? And I'm like, oh, uh oh, let me kind of like tighten my purse. Or like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. he's from the hood. Like, man, don't like judge a person from where they come from. Like, 
I'm first off, I'm on the street, dude. Like, yeah, like you yeah, can exactly. tell, like, no, come <laughs> yeah, off. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So I was like, come on, dude. But um, so that gave me like a real just diverse upbringing growing up there. So I was I was really raised on like old school rules. I was raised to move with respect. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a real just diverse upbringing. So I grew up around um, blacks, Mexicans, Asians, whites. Like this will give you this will give you a good feel. Growing up, my my best friend was a Filipino guy, a white guy. A black guy and then a black and Asian dude, a black, oh, wow. black, black Pito, you yeah. feel me? Like black and Filipino. That was like a very popular, uh, I want to say popular, but that's very common in, in Southeast Asia, like where I grew up. So um, I grew up just kind of like in the melting pot around all these different cultures. We always respected each other, we loved each other. You knew if you it was disrespect, you probably had to catch a fan, yeah. you know what I mean? So, like, um, uh, yeah, so like I grew up just like understanding um, how, to, how to move with respect, man, and how mm-hmm. you like how you treat people is important. Um, so yeah, it was it was like I grew up very like I was in the church, you know what I'm saying. So uh, my my roots and my foundation was like deeply rooted in um, you know faith faith in the higher power. Like, I'm more spiritual now, but just you know it's the same thing. It's all different names. You feel me? But exactly. Um, grew up in the church. Grew up playing sports. I was a real outside '90s kid. I'm born so I'm born in 1990. You know okay. what I'm saying? Um, so I'm 32. I'm, my bad. We, my my. This is still the intro. But yeah, I didn't realize good. I didn't say nothing about uh, my age. You feel You're me? Good. So my birthday is December 19th, 1990. I'm a Sagittarius. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, yeah, that's what that's what it was like growing up. I'm trying to make sure I give a How, whole so full ha- of Diego. Has San Has San Diego changed much since when you when you were there when you were um, younger? A bit. Like it's definitely. Um, was, it's so it's always been a beautiful city. It's always so much to do. Um, I would say now it's. The music scene more more starting to pop. Just how I feel like Fresno was like, yo, we've been had stuff going on. Pay attention to it. I feel like San Diego's kind of like that way too. Um, it has a lot going on in the city, definitely. Okay. Um, now for my area, so like growing up, so just a little more like I grew up not being able to wear certain colors. You feel me? Because people don't even know that about San Diego, you know. So like in my neighborhood, I couldn't wear blue. You feel me? And it wouldn't be smart to wear red neither because yeah. they might think you from the hood. You know what I mean? Exactly. So like. Um, that still goes goes on a lot in San Diego, you feel me? But it's not as like, like the gang culture in LA is like crazy compared to like how it is in San Diego. But um, I think it's important for people to be aware of it though. Just like if you go to San Diego, it's like no, no of everything the city has to offer. Just like when you come to Fresno, it's like a lot of people think, oh, Fresno's just ghetto. No, it's not like maybe the parts you just went to, but like, and then it's like, and there's beauty in the ghetto, you feel me? So it's yeah. like, even if, okay, if something is ghetto, like doesn't mean there's not talent, doesn't mean there's not good energy. This is just, our environment we ended up being born into, you know what I'm saying? So, um, well, not to mention, like, a lot of times people base Fresno off of just what they see off the 99. Facts, bro. You know, you drive facts. by downtown facts. and gents and you like, you don't know, yeah, Fresno cows, trash. everybody, like, all I saw was cows and farmland. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you didn't drive yeah, nowhere yeah, in. You're literally on the freeway, not even the 41, <laughs> the freeway that takes you on the outskirts, you know? Yeah. So, but, um, you know, people always like speak from a place, I won't say always, but most times people speak from a place of ignorance. Especially if they've never been there, so yeah. like, oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't rock with this. And then you, anytime somebody says they don't like a place or this and that, I, have you been there though? Yeah, yeah. Well, nah, but my friend told me that you're on the yeah. Okay, so you don't know. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. So I'm all about like I don't. Ju- I don't. First off, I, I'm big on not judging, but I don't even make an opinion on like on a place or the person until I experience you or the place myself. You feel me? Like you can't go off he says, she says stuff. Yeah, exactly. Come get the real for yourself. You know what I mean? I want to ask you too. Is there any shout you want to give for any music artists from San Diego? Yeah, while we're talking about Dago, definitely. Um, so, in my, like I said, I grew up, one of my best friends I grew up with, his name is Lester. He still does music. He produces a, a lot of, he does a lot of stuff, man. Shout out to Lester. He's 
uh, Manzana Movement, Mayo Slap. She has a lot of different monikers, but okay. we grew where we grew up. One of our uh, our na- one of the neighborhoods I grew up in is called uh, Manzana, like our little like r- like our circle of our like neighborhood where we lived. It's like a big ass circle, but it was called uh, the street was called Manzana. So we all lived off of Manzana. Our actual street was called Tanaha, so we felt like special. But yeah, yeah. But, um, shout out to Manzana Movement. Shout out to my boy. Uh, different, different, different entertainment spelled with a Y. Um, those are some of my homies I grew up with too, Rome and Lejean. And then as far as there's other people that I I know of, maybe I don't know them personally, but I really rock with them. Oh, you know I'm tripping. My favorite artist out of San Diego is Ryan Anthony. Okay. And I feel like you would really rock with his music, bro. He's just he talks about real life. It's not like he talks about the streets, but not in a way where he's trying to gang bang. He just gives you he gives you just a full like 360 feel of like. What it's like to be grow up in San Diego, you feel yeah. like, especially like in our area, and that's why I really like respect it. Um, Ryan Anthony, shout out to him. He has a brand called uh, Barely See the Beach, mm-hmm. and uh, because growing up, like I said, a lot of people think all oh, San Diego's the beach is fresh. We're like, nah, we barely see the beach. Where yeah. we is that? You feel me? So he made a whole brand out of that called um, Barely See the Beach, and he's okay. been pushing that. So that's pretty cool. Um, and lastly, I'll say YHG Pina and uh, Oway. Those are some dudes from like my area, my section. Uh, I know Pina personally, but I knew him as a little kid, so it's crazy to see him all full brown. He's definitely extra, you know, with the street shit. I ain't gonna lie, you know what yeah. I mean? But like, he, you know, that's where he come from. So like, exactly. um, you authentic. Know, everybody down there just really using what they got and rapping about like their reality. So you know, okay. I respect. It. I want to see everybody win. There's more people too. I'm forgetting some folks, but that's okay. But that's what comes to mind off top. Okay, for sure. that's what's up. So I want to ask you before we before we leave San Diego too. Um, you say you grew up kind of religious. Was it like was everybody in your area religious, or was it kind of your family was just like? You know, that's a great question, bro. Um, it was definitely mainly my family. Mm-hmm. But like I'm talking, I was in the church like three or four days or nights a week. Like oh, wow. Sunday, like Sunday is church. You also got uh, Sunday Sunday school before church. Mm-hmm. We got choir rehearsal at some point during the week. Youth group, you yeah. feel me? As I got older, it was like confirmation. I'm like, dang, like, I'm like, I'm in a church four nights out of the week. You yeah, feel exactly. Me? But, um, but what's crazy is so like in my neighborhood, Low key, I was kind of the only one that really went to church religiously, like faithfully. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, you know I mean? like, but yeah. faithfully. And uh, but I would bring my friends, you know, because I was like, even now, like you know, whatever I'm like on, and that's a good energy divide. I want to, you know, put people onto it. So I would like bring my best friends to church with me sometimes, like, um, and they would, they would, they would enjoy it, or sometimes ask to come back. You know what I mean? But definitely, um, it was mainly my family. But it was like. So it, it just runs deep in my family from like my grandparents, everybody like grew up in the church. Like my grandpa was like a deacon at the church. You oh, feel wow. me? Like, so um, it was real deep. I was baptized at like six months old. Didn't have a choice. <laughs> you know, we didn't have a choice. Yeah, you know what I exactly. mean? So like really grew up, um, really grew up in the church. And like growing up, that was like a big thing. Like everyone knew. You feel me? Like, oh, Nigel, like Nigel and Lamar kind of like little giddy two shoes. Like, we know they, you feel me, little church boys. But it was interesting. But then we would get into a lot of fights because just <laughs> because of how we grew up. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. So like, but that's the duality. That's the beauty of like balance in life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're all com- complex beings and spirits. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Um, it's pretty dope. But yeah, man. So I want to ask you then. Okay, you. So, how how was high school? You say you went to Marietta for high yeah. school. So high school was a that was a culture shock, bro. It was just a change. So like, um, like I said, I was growing up, and it wasn't like I was in the trenches, but I, you know, I was in the hood area. I grew up, like I grew up in a pirate neighborhood, so like, yeah. you know, I grew up just around like blood terminology, slang and stuff. You know what I mean? And 
that type of stuff. Um, you know, but like I said, I had a great childhood. It wasn't like I was waking up in the trenches and took crackheads outside. I wasn't yeah, in my exactly. life. Like, yeah. We still had like a house and everything. But it's just San Diego, just interesting, bro. Like you've, certain parts you might not even know you're in a hood area because it's mm-hmm. houses. But then you look at the people around or you go on the main street and you're like, oh, like what? this is, inter- you know, this yeah, is different. It's a little like, different. Yeah, this ain't regular. But, um, so when I moved to Marietta, um, and that's why we left, to be honest. So my mom was a cop growing up. Oh, wow. So she knew how bad the streets were, like in our, like in our section, our area. Mm-hmm. So we moved to um, to Marietta to, to like get out of Southeast technically. And also she had um, got a job in L.A. Okay. So we could have moved to L.A., but she didn't want to go to another big city. So we moved to Marietta. Going out there, so I went from San Diego, big city. Like I said, it's not as big as L.A., but San Diego's a big city. Like, just in our neighborhood, like our section, our area, we probably had like 30 high schools. Oh, wow. The whole city, probably like, who knows, 100, but who knows, maybe 200 high schools. Who knows, a lot, bro. But yeah. I moved to Marietta, bro. At the time we moved there, there was literally only two high schools in in actual Marietta. Oh, wow. And then, like, like uh, you know how Fresno and Clovis, you cross one street, you're in Clovis? Yeah. So Temecula and Marietta is the same thing. Like, oh, really? But they're, but they're really small cities. So, like, so even the totality with Temecula and Marietta, it was, like, four or five high schools total. Oh, so wow. it was just, I'm, I'm saying that to say it was such a small town, one mall. It was just different. The people were different. Like, it just like, like when you when you when you grow when you grow up around people that are like I just say when you grow up in like a hood environment, bro. Like, it's just the people are different, bro. Because you're taught you're, you're taught like if I say something foul, I might get smacked for it for real. So I'm a move with respect. Like, you you know how to you know how to like move and like I don't know like I moved to the suburbs and it was just it was just different, bro. Like, I would like the way people would talk to each other and like. And not expect anything to happen. Yeah. And just like the fake, like the fakeness. That's what it was really. The fakeness. Like, fakeness is wild. I, so wild. I was used to just people keeping it real. So like, it was a culture shock for me for sure. And like, um, and then for me, like I said, I grew up around. So this is getting deep a little bit, but I'm, I'm keeping it real. So, um, like I said, I grew up around so many different like nationalities and we're all big on respect where, you know, if like you call a black person the N word probably gonna be a fight if i call a, a mexican person something same thing we're not gonna do that unless you're that you're in that you're trying to fight and you're being that foul which still you, you know we're still not gonna do that yeah, exactly. like, even if like growing up like, i'm telling you it's, it's, it's in the environment i probably fight all my friends growing up and then we make shake hands after exactly you know I mean? but in that moment of us being mad we're not gonna actually disrespect each other on a, being racist or nothing like that yeah not in marietta you feel me like i got out there it was people like Using the N-word, like, I remember it was, like, a dude had, like, a, my fir- first week of school, this dude had, like, a CD that said, like, N-I-G-G-E-R mix on it. And, like, I remember I had, like, my CD player, and I was like, oh, like, we were getting along. I was like, hey, bro, like, um, like, oh, do you have, like, some other music? Like, we were, like, listening to music in class. He's like, oh, yeah, like, I got I got a hip-hop CD. I was like, oh, yeah, put that in. He hands it to me. I'm looking at it. I'm like. That's wild. I'm like, I don't even know we're in class. I don't even know what to say. I'm immediately, like, mad. I'm like, what the fuck is this? He's like, and he literally goes so casual, like, oh, like, oh, man, don't worry about that. It's just because, like, that's my, that's my CD with, like, all the, like, black music on there. So you think that made it better? Yeah, like, that, so, like, <laughs> like, I'm like, so that's, how you, that's, that's what you call it? Like, that's, <laughs> I didn't, he's like, oh, bro, like, it's just, it's not that. But I'm mad. I'm like, because I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm literally, like, stand up in class. Like, you got me fucked up, bro. Like, that's, that's not cool. That's disrespectful. But now I'm like, now I'm sitting here chilling, talking with you. you're cool, you know? Yeah. I remember, like, the teacher took us outside. We had this whole, like, talk. But I'll never forget, before the teacher took us out, this is the point. There was like two, maybe two other black people. It was like only three black people in the class. I remember looking at them like, this doesn't upset you. Like, y'all hear this. Y'all not going to have my back. They were like, You're, relax, bro. It's not that deep. They made me feel crazy. Yeah, bro. that's wild. Back home, like, 
not even other black people, other even white people, other Mexican people would have stood up for it. That was the thing that was like my friends back home that even weren't black would have stood up for it. Yeah. So it hurt, bro. And I just it just taught me like, damn, like, all right, I'm not in San Diego no more. Like I'm in a different <laughs> environment. <laughs> I adjusted, bro. But that was like I would say like that was a big initial culture shock. So I want that to say that was a whole experience, but it just taught me like, okay, I'm in a different environment. Exactly. Um, after that, I had a really good experience though in Mar in Marietta. Like, nice. I did resist it for a long time because I was like, I want to be back home with my friends. And San yeah. Diego was born out here, but um, I had you know technically better education. You feel me? Not like I was going to like a bad school in San Diego, but just like it just was different. You feel me? More funding. It's only two high schools in the city, so whatever you know, it's the suburbs, so they got all the bread. So yeah, um, it was it was it ended up being a great experience. I could wear any color I want to school. You feel yeah, me? Exactly. I didn't worry about that. Like not worry about something happening at the bus stop. You <laughs> know what I mean? So um, I actually really do appreciate um, that, and I like it because it's like I have my like I have my like hood background, my raised on the real, raised on the old school background. Then I have my like super like suburb, like mm -hmm. you know what I mean, just completely different, like three sixty, and um, and all of that like makes me who I am, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So and I appreciate it. I can relate to that, to that a lot. Cause I yeah. remember I was just talking to my friend Allie. We were talking about that. We were talking about the idea of, of like suburban kids versus ghetto kids. Yeah. Cause she made the friend. She, uh, her friend made the joke. She's like, I want to. I, I need a ghetto friend. <laughs> I feel like ghetto friends are nicer. And we're. I was. Just, we were just joking around, talking about like, well, when you, you know. When you're a get, you know, I wasn't raised like in the trenches either, mm. but I was raised in a in a, in a, a more impoverished area mm. at first. And it's like when you live when you live there, if you got five dollars, we're gonna try to make the five dollars work for all the friends. On, versus like I would joke around, her, like, but you live in the suburbs. It's like if you got a, if you got a bag of chips, you like me get some chips. You like go get your own chips. So Facts. it's like it's like little stuff like that where it's, it's so different because we just so used to not having much, so we yeah. used to sharing everything and being. You know, kind of being inclusive in all ways. So when you kind of go to the suburbs and everybody got they got their own little. It's like life. that. It's like that making it work. We come from like we're gonna make it work somehow. You feel me? Like, hey, look, I didn't, I didn't made it. I didn't, I didn't got through with less. So we can split it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for real, bro. So exactly. I will. I will say like, I try not to generalize anything in life. So you know, because. I experienced that in the suburbs a lot where I'm like, dang, stingy. Like, you know, like, or like the face, like, you pulling up in the bins, like, yeah. a beamer, like, we in 10th grade, and you pull up in the beamer, you still selfish? Like, yeah, hey, you feel me? Like, that ain't even your money. You spoiled by your parents. Yeah, you know? exactly. But, then, but I met some people that were straight, born and raised in Marietta that were some of the most yeah, selfless, people. giving mm -hmm. people, you know, and I'm still cool with to this day. So, like, I've learned, like, life has taught me, like, I don't generalize anybody or anything, but. You know, there is certain tendencies. You feel me? Yeah, like yeah. you said, so like that is yeah, yeah. like you know, pretty accurate. It was definitely sure. all. It was all fun, but as we were just cracking up yeah, about the nah, about that little difference. But I want to yeah. ask you. So you, after you leave Marietta, you you come to Fresno for college. Yep, straight what, from Fresno. What, so what made you go to Fresno State? San Diego to Marietta, straight to Fresno was crazy, bro. Like, it's really it's really God because I did not want to come to Fresno, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Same thing, but not. I don't even want to say like, oh, like I just I never heard of it. That, yeah, like, exactly. Know, I didn't know like. I'm young. I'm just everything is SoCal. You know what I'm saying? Like, only only thing I know about is I thought Fresno was the Bay when I first heard of it. The only thing I know about is the Bay. Mm -hmm. And so what's cool? So my introduction. So my sister went to San Jose State. So this is kind of how I got to Fresno. So my sister went to San Jose State. Um, we would go visit her. That's my first taste of the Bay. I thought it was dope. The campus was so great. And I like my mom. I shout out to my mom. All of us knew our whole life since like second grade. Like we're all going to college. Like I'm. Yeah, no I'm question. Getting good, yeah, I'm getting good grades even at this age because we're going to college. You know, so exactly. I was like 12 or 13 at that time. My sister went to San Jose State. And I was like, oh, this could be a cool college to like check out and come to. And like I've always looked up to my sister. She's very ambitious. She's really, really. Um, she's a genius. So, uh -huh. um, basically, fast forward when it was time for me to. Uh, 
apply for colleges, I was like, and I love my mom to death, but <laughs> so my mom is super strict and overprotective. But like, like I said, she was a cop. We were living in the hood. Like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was she just didn't want us to fall into a lot of stuff that I saw some of my friends fall into, or just their, you know, it's their environment. You know. So, you know, shout out to my mom for that. But she was very strict. So yeah. by the time it was time for me to get, like, into college, even when we moved to the suburbs, she was still strict. I'm like, we're not even in the hood no more. So yeah. now it's just, what's the point? You know, yeah. like, or what's the, what's the reason? So it was like, I'm so ready to go to college. It was like, I can't wait for you to go, too. It was like, see you. And I'm like, you know what? Let me pick somewhere that's, like, a cool drive so you can't even pop up pop out on me. So yeah. I had applied to... I applied to San Jose State because I was like, that's my that was my prim- primary one. I was like, I want to go play football or something out there. So I applied to San Jose State. You know what's crazy? Sacramento State. Oh, wow. Applied to San Jose State. Sac- I, don't, I still don't know why Sac State. Oh, so I was playing football, and I wanted to play football. And, like, my football coaches said he had connections to coaches at San Jose State, uh, Sacramento State. And then lastly, like, one day he said Fresno State. My mom wanted me to go to Fresno State so bad. It was never something I wanted to do. So I applied to I didn't even want to apply like, I did Sacramento State, San Jose. I was going to do San Francisco instead. But she was like, just do Fresno. Like, your coach was crazy. So, like, Fresno State was on, like, it was like a football game was on. They were playing somebody. And my mom texted me, like, apply to Fresno State. Like, I just, they're, they're on ESPN right now. That could be you, baby. Like, something like that. Yeah. And I was like, all right, mom. She's like, your coach brought it up, like, for a reason. So, I ended up literally out of, like, all right, I guess. Like, you know, like, and no disrespect, Fresno. I didn't know at the time. It's okay. So, I applied, I applied got into all three, and I was like, Fresno was the first one I got into, and I was kind of like, I don't care. Like, literally, I remember I was like, oh, whatever. Like, Let me see what else, yeah, like, see what yeah, else like, comes. Come on, where's Sac State? So I looked up Sac State. I, know, I got into Sac State. I was waiting on San Jose. Got in San Jose State. Um, and literally, shout out to my sister, bro. Like, um, when it came down to the side, I was just talking to her about the decisions. I was like, um, I've looked into stuff. I haven't. She's like, well, go. She's like, how about you go visit Fresno? She's like, go to something different because... She was like, you visit San Jose. You used, to, you used to come visit me, you know, whatever, whatever. You've gone there. Go somewhere completely different and new. Like, you know, like basically kind of like might make your own journey, you know? Exactly. And I'm like, that's real. Because she knows. I'm going to be hitting like, hey, when you were here, did you do this? Or were you, you know? Exactly. So I'm like, all right. So um, they had a, some type of, it was some type of event. I just know it was in December. So Fresno Loki tricked me, bro. It was December. It was like my birthday's in December. So it was like around my birthday. I came out here to visit. It was cold as hell. Yeah. And... Um, and this is when, like, bro, that's why this self-love is important. This is when, and the suburbs probably affected this, too. This is when I didn't all the way appreciate how dark my skin is, real talk. And this is ignorant. This is funny now. So I was like, it's cold as hell out here. Like, where I was at was hot. I was like, I'm going to get a few shades lighter. I was like, okay. Like, yeah. I'm like, I, was like, well, I, was like I was like, it's different. I was like, I've never been in a cold environment. So I thought it was cool. But I really liked the campus. I visited the campus. I saw the stadium. I liked the feel. I was like, this was like, it felt like a cool, like, and you got to think. I'm in Marietta, so Marietta's the little suburbs. I'm used to a city, so I was like, it reminded me a little bit of parts of Southeast Diego. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like, it also reminded me of like, just, I don't know. I, but then it was also new. I just was like, I like this. And I was like, yeah, okay. I was, I was like, now I'm actually like it. Now it's really like, I'm glad I get in. Let me like see if I want to go there. And then, actually, that conversation with my sister, I think, happened after that. Okay. After vi- that visit, after she said that to me, I was like, I'm going to Fresno, and it was just signed, so delivered. Ended up having like seven or eight people from my school that happened to be going to Fresno State too, randomly. Like we nice. all didn't know. And it was all people I knew. So it was just kind of like, okay, like this is like maybe div- divine, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, nice. and it was, bro. Like I, I probably would have never started Just Be Dope if I didn't come out here. So um, yeah, that's how I ended up out here, bro. It was like my sister giving me the love, me wanting to get far away from SoCal and moms <laughs> so I could be like just going to my own man and like being under my own reign. And um, yeah, I'm glad I made that decision, man. For real, real, for real. That's what's up. I, I actually like that. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Like the, the to see how the story works out, especially yeah, like yeah. looking back on it. Like 
Like, yeah, it really was like, it ended up working out that way, even though it was, you're trying to fight against it so yeah, bad. Yeah, it was at first, bro. I, I remember, like, I remember even seeing the acceptance that are like, I don't care. Like, I remember, I was like, what? Like, where's San Jose State, bro? Like, <laughs> this is not the one I want. So I, I want to ask you, too, like, because I, I almost missed that. Like, talk about kind of like your sports career. Like, how did, how was, how was that? What was that so, like? So I, um, so I grew up playing basketball my whole life. What's crazy is I never made the team in high school for basketball. I think it was like a, bro, like I probably was an overthinking in my head thing. Probably was a little politics too, cause I was good. Like I remember even after like some guys on the team would be like, bro, I don't care how you didn't make it. But now that I'm older, like, cause it used to bother. Like I had a hoop dreams. It used to bother me when I was younger, like in high school. Um, but that's when I knew I was like, all right, like I wasn't supposed to do sports. God gave me all this like energy and personality for something. I don't know what yet, but like yeah. my whole life I've always been able to connect to people from any background, like. If it was the people gangbanging in my neighborhood to the freaking the most squarest white boy that happened to be like and like I said it was it was the maybe not in my direct neighborhood but in my class or whatever like I could connect to anybody but um, I'm saying that to say so when sports didn't work out like I knew why but so I never actually played basketball made it to basketball in high school mm -hmm. but um, I ran track and I played football and that was like my my thing so okay um, football I was I was wide receiver and I was a punt returner kick returner. And um, I don't know why, I just I had a real good niche at punt returning, you feel me? So that's what my coach was trying to help me get onto, like, a special teams and, like, the next level. You feel mm -hmm. me? I wasn't no, like, star athlete or nothing, but I did, you know, I did my thing. I played under them Friday Night Lights, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? In um, track, in track, um, I definitely, about, like, my senior year, I was one of the, like, main main people of, for, like, the 800, 400, you feel me? Like, um, I think I might have made it to CIF, like, early prelims. So, like, I had a cool little athlete career. Like, I definitely was, like, athlete my whole life but it wasn't like i was like five-star athlete about to get recruited it was more yeah. so like i'm passionate about this i love it it's always been like it's always been my my passion like let me see if i could take it to the next either way i'm going to college if i'm gonna go let me at least try to see if i could exactly. you know, do something i'm passionate about too um but yeah and then i was in once i got to fresno state i did i tried out for the football team my freshman year but i'm gonna be honest didn't train <laughs> didn't work out it was kind of like same thing my mom was like boy you want to take if you don't go try out i was like all right let me just try it so like I didn't even give myself the best chance. I think yeah. I kind of just did it. Like, let me just make my mom happy. I think at that point I realized like my that my calling was bigger than sports. I just didn't okay. know what yet. You know what I mean? So what were your what were your interests looking like right there when you, when you finally because you you leave San Diego, mm -hmm. you know, hit Marietta, learn that, learn you go with culture shock to culture yeah. shock yeah. to probably come here to culture shock. Yeah. And like, for sure. what what were your interests looking like at that point when you finally get to Fresno? Um, man, it was a lot, honestly. I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. Like, I just, you know, you feel me? To be honest, like, I knew I wanted, I still was just in love with sports. So I was like, okay, even if, like, I don't play a sport, I'm like, maybe I could, like, do, like, <laughs> you guys can't see Eddie, it, but Eddie right, got the rocket. I wish I wish y'all could see what we just saw. <laughs> I wish I got that on camera. That was a whole meme, yeah. he said, with the hair day. With the blonde hair. Good old Eddie. But, um, what was that? So my bad. I hella lost my train of thought. Okay, so I, when I came to Fresno, bro, um, interest. I didn't know. Like, I actually. Okay, so my major was sociology. Mm -hmm. I just did that because I didn't want to come undeclared. Yeah. And feel like, oh, he doesn't know what he wants. I didn't know what I wanted. So I just felt like, I, I know it was it was college. I didn't know. I didn't want like whether it's the professors or whatever. They be like, oh, you're undeclared. You don't know what you're doing. So yeah. I did sociology, not knowing what the hell I wanted to do with that. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was crazy, bro. My first year of college, I met the dean's list, bro. I got like three point five. Oh, nice. My mom put a lot of pressure on me. Like, if you mess up in college and come back home, like, that's it. No, not to throw my brother under the bus. He's the smartest dude I know, so I ain't, it's no hatership. But 
he dropped out of college like twice at, at Cal State Northridge. Yeah. <laughs> it was really not because he wasn't smart. He just it's some people, some people, college is not just for them. It's not for them. He just was too like free minded. He was just he was like I'm smarter than this shit. First of all, and then it was like like I said, my mom is strict, so he was free to wild out in LA, and he did. So yeah. you feel know I me? Mean? <laughs> so my mom put this pressure on like, boy, if you mess up like your brother, like that's it. You yeah. not ain't no. <laughs> <laughs> man, Eddie's a wild. Hey, I wish I could see what we see. Yeah. You're crazy, bro. <laughs> but uh, she was like, ain't going to be no, you feel me? That's it. Like, if you mess up, you coming home. That's it type of thing. Yeah. So um, so I was like, I'm not playing. I, I didn't miss no classes. I was I was turning up. But mm. I was like, man, I, I kept my turn up to the weekend. Nice. At least that first semester. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I made the dean's list. Um, so my interest at that time, I was still trying to figure out, like, what I wanted to do. I still was definitely into sports and trying to figure out, like, Maybe I get maybe I can you know the, the high school stuff didn't work out. But I knew I was good at basketball and and to be honest, I was hooping at the gym a lot and sometimes I would have people like, dang bro, you should maybe try out for the team. So I was like, you know what, maybe this is how it's supposed to, you know what I mean. So I was so interested in basketball, but like, I think after a while I just kind of realized, oh no, I got hurt. For, I got hurt my freshman year. Okay. I actually had to get knee surgery my freshman year. Oh wow. Yeah, playing in the freaking co-ed like flag football game something at the yeah. at the dorms. So after that happened, um, I had a lot of time with myself. And um, and it taught me a lot, man. Like I was like the I'm always still, you know I'm still like life of the party to this day. Like I was like life of the party, bro. And like so I always had people hitting me up. Where we at? Where we doing tonight? When I messed my knee up, I'm like, damn, ain't nobody think about me no more. You feel me? Where they at? But like I found out who like my real friends were. Not just because oh cool, Nigel has the fun of this. It was like oh cool, like I really actually care for Nigel. Like so, um, so even that like I don't know. I guess taught me a lot freshman year of just kind of like figuring out like okay, turning up is cool, but like. I don't have to be in everybody's face and try to be like, not everybody's your friend type shit. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's what I was learning. So um, I know I was a little tangent, but yeah. So nothing wrong with that. Interest, yeah, bro. So I was honestly just finding my way. Where I was 18, fresh out here, like. Okay. And I love, but but fresh out here and happy, bro. Like I was like, oh, Fresno was lit. Like yeah. I'm glad I'm back out here. It kind of like I said, reminded me. I was coming from the suburbs, so it reminded me of like. I'm back in day like you could feel when you're in like an area where you're kind of like, okay, hold on, like this got some some character in this area. So I could tell like. I'm not in the suburbs no more. You feel me? Yeah. That's what it was like, and uh, it kind of like, but it was cool because it was like cool. Like I'm kind of back in like an environment I grew up in, and now I have best of both worlds to help me like walk through how I want to be in college. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. That's what's up. From humble beginnings to the burbs, it's almost like every childhood sitcom. New kid in a town, moving from a challenged neighborhood dealing with the culture shock of a new school. The only difference is that Nigel's experiences are real. In San Diego, he was a part of a melting pot of cultures, all coming together, learning from each other. In Marietta, it was more like a salad bowl. There, there was a sense of sticking out and expressing yourself. Then he found himself at Fresno State, where there was a little bit of both. No matter where Nigel landed, he was able to make the best of each situation, teaching him the importance of community, individuality, and personal experience. Let's continue to listen as we as he recollects the early days of the brand. So I'm gonna I wanna ask you then, um, at what point then did you like where did the like the idea of starting a, a clothing brand start to become like was that were you trying to other creative things and you just got to there or was that like like you know what I'm gonna start a brand like where where did that idea start? I was broke and I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to do nothing illegal. Low key, that's the like the easy, the fast yeah. answer that is that. You feel me? Basically, bro, like, um, well, I'll say this: what's crazy is, uh, um, 
Just Speed Up really did start off as a side hustle, though, so I can finish and get my degree. That's what's crazy. Okay. But before that came about, like, what made me really open to it, before that came about, I did take an entrepreneurship class at yeah. Fresno State, and that really probably first, like, put entrepreneurship on my radar. You mm-hmm. feel me? Um, and that class, it wasn't a business class, but it was just an entrepreneurship class, and, like, it made me realize, I'm like, damn, like, ownership is the way. Like, I, it just it just blew my mind. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a, a T-shirt line. Okay. But this was, like, my junior year. I was living at the Bulldogs across from Fresno State. Okay. And um, this is when swag was, like, you feel me? Like, the word. So uh, I wanted to do Swag and steez. Bro, yeah, steez, yeah. <laughs> so I literally even wrote out the design. I had I was going to do this thing called Bulldog. Like, Bulldog, like, you know, the, the uh, what do you, not the gang bang. Yeah, uh, the school. Now, moving forward, though, that could have been interesting. But the school, Bulldog swag. And then I was like. I even do like you know San Jose Spartans like Spartan swag. I had an idea like I would branch out to other colleges, but start for Fresno. Okay, it was a whole thing, and then like I don't know like once I started kind of like figuring out like how to get the machines or how stuff would work, I was like, oh, this costs a lot of money. It's gonna be like some bread. Then it was like, I'm a broke college student. Then I was like, we're all broke college students. Like who's gonna actually support and buy this stuff? So I was like, uh, it sounds cool. I just like shelved the idea. Like it just shelved it, bro. And then that was my junior senior year. Damn, you know, that was actually the year. Damn, that was low-key the year before Just Beat Up, so that's crazy. So so now fast forward, I'm coming up on my super my super senior year. Okay. And uh, I didn't have, basically I had enough money, like enough, uh, what do you call it? Enough financial aid to cover just my tuition, not my rent. Um, so I was like, damn, I remember my biggest thing was like, I don't want to go back home. Even at that point, it was like my, my, like my mom, like... I didn't prove, like, I'm in college, I'm doing my thing. You yeah. know, I didn't get kicked out because of grades. But, like, I just was like, man, I don't want to go back home and get stuck there and not come back and finish my degree. Yeah. So um, I was trying to figure out what I could do. I had a job at that point already. I was working as a tutor and a mentor at, a, at Lowell Elementary. It's actually not too far from here off of Poplar. Poplar. Uh, or is it San Pablo? What? All I know is, like, it's, it's, it's literally, like, five minutes from here. But anyway. Okay. Um, so shout out to my sister again, bro. Like, she's a big, she plays a big role in my story, on my journey. Um I called my family like, yo, uh, I'm not getting my, my job hasn't started yet. I'm not going to be paid for a while. I'm short on my rent. I don't want to have to like, you know, leave school. Like, can you guys help me out? They, nobody was in a position to at that time. Yeah. And so my sister, I remember my sister called me back. I was like, yo, like I got good news. I'm thinking she's about to like, cool, I got some money for you. She's like, you can sell hats. Okay. Or you can sell like hats. You can sell shirts. You can sell clothes. Okay. I remember, bro, being mad as hell. <laughs> For real, I was hot. Like, <laughs> I'm broke, sis. What don't yeah. you understand? Like, I don't got money to you buy. You got to buy the hat. To buy, <laughs> I don't even got the money to buy the stuff. I'm like, and then to spend my last on, like, I was like, maybe I had, like, 100 of my savings. I was going to spend my last on that to get some stuff to sell, like, to not know if it's going to sell to other college students. So, yeah, I remember I was like, sis, like, I love you, but, man, like, no thank you. Like, that ain't going to work. But she just was like, she ended up, after that, she ended up sending me, like, she would just send me pictures of hella just stuff, like, I could, like, that she found in the fashion industry. Because she was living in downtown LA at this point. Okay. But it was, like, it was like little shirts, little hats, random little stuff. And then she sent me some like floral print hats. And I was like, those are actually kind of cool. And I was like, I don't know. But then she kept sending me stuff and called me again. I was like, bro, I, come on, you can sell, like, you a hustler. Like, you can sell any one of those. Like, and I was like, you right. But I just basically ended up telling her, like, I don't even have the bread to do that. She's like, okay, look, come to LA. I'll buy your first dozen of hats. That's it. At least I'll get you a dozen. They, they cost like 66 bucks or something. Like, you, you sell it for what you think to make your profit, try to get your rent. It's up to you, though. Like, I'm going to just at least help you buy the hats. Your hustle, how you do it, is all up to you. I'm like, Shout out right, to your sister, by the way. Hey, man, shout out to my sister for real. Tasha, I love you. <laughs> shout out to my sister for real. So I was like, you know what? I'm like, I am a hustler, and I'll give you some background of me realizing, like, I've always had entrepreneurial, like, habits and, like, skills and hustles growing up. But so, man, I was like, um, 
all right, sis, I can't deny that. I still was like, man, she doesn't get it. Like, who's going to buy this shit? But I just feel like, let me think positive. Like, even so, even before JBD, I've always been on some positive type thinking. But, um, and I'll get to something that happened in my life that really, like, instilled my positivity. Something that happened to my, my older brother. So, okay. like, two, two or three years before Just Beat Up 2. Okay. So, um, I would go get these hats, man. I come back to Fresno. And uh, I make the, I make this Instagram just beat up hats by Nigel. That page still exists now. I ended up getting like locked out or hacked on it like early on. Oh wow! Um, but just beat up hats by Nigel. I made that Instagram. I had people around campus like post it, you know, show love, share it, bro. Buy that, buy that. That this was school started that Thursday. Uh-huh. That was a Wednesday. I came back up from LA with the hats. Made that Instagram that Wednesday. Posted it all Thursday. By that Friday, Thursday and Friday, but that Friday I had sold ten out of the twelve hats. Nice. Sold them for twenty bucks and made two hundred dollars. Oh wow! My mind was blown. Yeah. <laughs> my my half of the rent was paid. Yeah. I was tripping, bro, because at my job, which I love, I love, I love working with. I mean, even what I do now is working with people. Fashion yeah. is just a platform. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I love working with kids, and uh, so it was like I loved that job. It was like that, that, which is why I didn't quit. But that job was like, bro, this is crazy to think about this. I was getting paid once a month. Yeah, and my checks would be anywhere, but the most it would be it would never go over like four fifty, oh, wow. anywhere between three to four fifty a month, bro. Yeah, think about that. That's that's hard to make last over two weeks a month, bro. We were trying to make that stretch. So, um, basically, I'm saying I wasn't there because of the bread. I was yeah. there because I love the kids. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, um, so when I made that two hundred in a day, I'm like, this is almost. I was like, I didn't have a paychecks almost close to this yeah. for a month. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, this is something. I must have called my sister like, hey, thank you, sis. Like, I'm lit. Yeah. I'll be back in LA this weekend to get more. So like, cause later that day, sold the other two. You feel me? So literally, that's how I just beat up started. So, paid my little my my rent with that. And I think I'm trying to think by that next week. All I know is by like that following weekend, went back down to LA. This time I cop like two dozen. Nice. Came back, it just kept, kept multiplying. You feel me? And from there, like that's how just and obviously like you know it's a whole story from there. But like that's how like the story kicked off, bro. Was these twelve hats and like me needing to get my degree and refusing to like give up and go back home and. Nice. And it, it birthed a whole, literally a whole movement, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, um, so I want to talk about then, like you said, you got a story about where the, like how you always knew you had that kind of hustler, entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. Like where, where is that, where is that so, started? Bro, so it started like, I think the first thing I did. So bro, I used to sell Pokemon cards. Nice. I used to sell Yu-Gi-Oh cards, real talk. So like I first, probably second, third, by third, we lived in a different part of, we was in Paradise Hills. So I, before I moved to when I was telling my, my boys, Manzana, that make music, yeah. Um, I was like, so like at second, third grade, I was selling Pokemon cards, bro. Nice. Like, but like, hustling, like going to the mall, like cool, like buying it, going back, flipping it at school. But I was a terrible, I was a great hustler, but I was a terrible spender as a little kid. <laughs> All my money went to candy and like in headbands because I wanted to be in the NBA. You feel yeah. Me? Like, but that was like my my early hustle, you know, selling Pokemon cards just to like. Find a way to make money, literally. Exactly. Then by fourth grade, when we moved to Manzana, I was mowing. I would go to my neighbor's door, ask if I could mow the lawn, um, mow the yard, mow the lawn, same thing. Um, and they would let me do it. I would charge like, yo, I would have a little deal. Like, yo, the, uh, the front is like 20 bucks. Um, if you have a little side yard or the backyard, I throw that in for 10 or 15. You know what I mean? I had a little yeah. hustle. And I had like at least two little consistent clients. Nice. You know what I mean? i never forget, though, one of the clients, he's like, oh, we just had a baby. So he's like, that's the first time I got laid off. I should have learned. He was like, <laughs> first time I got laid off. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's my first time I got laid off. He was like, yeah, man, we're having a baby, so I'm going to have to start cutting the lawn myself. He's like, but give me, you know, he's like, we just had a baby. like, but a few, few months, I'll bring you back. I was like, okay, you know, I'm a little kid. I, I waited like two, three months, came back, and I, I never got back. I remember I was hurt, like, damn. 
I was like, my one, my one true client yeah. is gone. <laughs> but, uh, so after more lawns, I went back. I was like I would, then I would use the money from more lawns to buy more. I think at this time it shifted to Yu-Gi-Oh by like fifth or sixth grade, um, and then by eighth grade. Eighth grade, bro, and this is just this is crazy. Like looking back, I'm like, damn, like I didn't even realize this was like a business little mindset. So I had a homie, uh, shout out my boy Ryan Harper. I had a homie, so um, we would go to school, and his dad worked for Hostess. Okay, so he would just get all the plugs, everything, Twinkies, you know, all like the whole nine yards, ding dings, all that. So we would just eat him. You know, I'm like I said, I had a sweet tooth, so we would just like go crazy on him, munch out on him, eat him. And one day, bro, I was like, dang, like I just probably wanted to buy something, and just a little hustle, entrepreneur spirit. Yeah. He was like, just tell me, he's like, yeah, bro, like, if you want boxes of this stuff, like, just let me know, like, and I was like, wait a minute, bro. Say less. I was like, your dad gets all these for free? He's like, yeah. I was like, bro, we should be selling these. I'm like, bro, we could go to, like, take these to school, bro, like. Flipping these for real. Yeah, I was like, flipping, I was like, and, and this is the part that, like, when I look back, I'm like, damn, it's crazy. I like, hey, I was thinking like this. I was like, bro, the profit margin, it's 100% profit. We yeah. have, like, we don't have, this, there's no, I was like, there's no, uh. There's no upfront cost. I said something like that. There's no upfront cost, bro. Like, we, we keep all profit. The profit margin is crazy. Sadly, it lasted two days because <laughs> security hated on us. That's cool. They, they shut it down. But Sad. I just, but that was like another example of just me always trying to find like a little hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, high school for sure. This was the most consistent. I sold candy. I played football. Okay. So I like was sold candy to like all like my teammates in class. Like, nice. it got to a point where I have like my little cooler. So, like, because, you know, it was hot as hell. So I would have like the chocolates in the cooler, nice. the non chocolates in the Rito. So they didn't get cold regular. Like, yeah. That was that was my most consistent hustle like throughout growing up. But uh, so like once I started just be dope, I was like, dang, I always had like a little hustle. And even before like in college, like I maybe like hustle a couple of those. I ain't gonna say what, but sometimes you know, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, <laughs> it wasn't what I did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Here and there, if I happen to have it, okay, cool. I'll make a little thirty dollars. You know what yeah. I mean? So like I just always had like hustle in me, you feel me? For sure. For sure. I feel like you ain't really an entrepreneur, at least in this this generation, if you didn't sell no candy, come on, man. You feel me? <laughs> I feel like if you really about you, you should have sold some candy or some Gatorade. Bro, facts, bro. And the Gatorade, <laughs> yeah, I had competition. The, the, <laughs> one of my football teammates, he had the y'all remember the sour strips? Yeah, he had the sour strips okay. and Gatorade. Okay, we was boys. I said, Why are you doing me like this, bro? <laughs> Why are you doing? Me? I said, Stay in your own lane. We both got our own lane. He's like, This is my lane. I said, You know, you're right. I'm gonna, <laughs> stay, with, I'm gonna stay with the Snickers and Reese's and shit. But, but yeah, he changed, he changed the game for sure. He was making a killing, bro. So you you start selling the the hats. Mm-hmm. Were the hats? Did the hats have just be dope on them? Was it just nope. plain hats or? Bro, man, it's talking about out the mud, ground zero. These hats were just. I have to. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you the just be dope hats by Nigel Page. So it's just floor print hats. No just be dope. No nothing, bro. Yeah. Like um, but the brand was always called just be dope from the start because I always said the word dope. Like I was yeah. like. Oh damn, Eddie's Eddie's dope dope ass personality. Eddie has dope ass hair. Eddie has a dope ass house. Eddie has a dope. Eddie's just dope. You know yeah, yeah. Like, oh man, that's a dope shirt. Like I always wear. So people would always explain, like that was how I would compliment everybody. You feel mm-hmm. me? So I was like, it makes sense to just like, you feel me? Like, huh? I am, <laughs> I am dope. You feel me? Well, I got to. We don't condone that. I don't know what he's talking about now. <laughs> but uh, hey, look, that's another. I, I be feeling like. Bro, the whole thing about self love and my movement too is like it's it's a judge free zone, you know. There's no there's no one way to be positive. Yeah, exactly. But like sometimes people like think positivity looks one way. Like no, bro. As long as you're being genuine, and authentically your true self, and spreading that type of love and respect to the world, bro. That's that's self love. That's positive. You know what I mean? Exactly. But that was a little tangent. But um, so the floor print has bro didn't have nothing on them, bro. Um, so I came up with the word. I came up with just be dope. Um, to be honest, it was funny. Is I was torn between. Must be dope and just be dope. To be honest, that's crazy. Okay. I remember I wrote them out, but I was like, must be, 
And I was like, Musty, don't. I was like, that shit too close to Musty. Yeah. I was like, you know what I mean? I was like, I can't too do it. Too close to Musty. Like, too close. I was like, you almost say it when you say it, must be dope. I was like, yeah, no, nah, I can't do it. So I did. Yeah. yeah, no, I was like, I can't do it, bro. You feel me? And then let me have a bad day and I'm musty. They'll be like, is this is this on purpose? Yeah. Like, oh, the connection. On. Let me explain. Hold yeah. But no, nah, so, um, and that was also, I would say, so my, my major was mass communication and journalism. Okay. So I will say my, um, I didn't take no business classes, but there is things I learned in, uh, from my degree that I hella use for my brand. So like, in, in this marketing class that taught us um, that like the the sub the human mind like our subconscious mind gravitates towards what's familiar. Mm-hmm. So like especially as uh, as consumers. So like everybody knows Nike, just do it. Everybody knows that. if you just even if you just see the check sign, you know what that is. You see, just do it. It's like a, and then we and we and we everybody feels it. Like just do it, Nike. People say even if you don't wear Nike, you know, just do it. You exactly. might say. It. So so that was another thing when I was torn between must be dope and just be dope. I'm like damn, it's kind of like. Nike, just do it. Like, yeah. just be dope. That was kind of like part of like when people ask, it's like, just just be dope. Just do it. You feel me? Like, just be yourself. Like, just be your God-given self that how God created you is good enough. Be your God-given, authentic, true self. You feel yeah. me? So, um, hats was floral print hats. Nothing on them. Um, but from the jump, like I said, I was I just always put my, my, my energy and my positive energy into it. We started doing, we did like a pool party. We started doing community, like food drives at the elementary school I was working at. Oh, nice. Um, food drives, what else? Just just, start, just started taking off, man. And um, and by the time it was the second semester, we did a fashion show at Fresno State. Um, nice. And that was my first, I think that was my, that was, oh, by that time, that's when I had Just Be Dope on them. So the, I'm skipping ahead a little bit. So the first thing I did was I embroidered Just Be Dope just on the floor print hats. And it was not fly. I didn't like how it looked. Mm-hmm. So, like, I always like to be unique. My All my first hats, actually, to Just Be Dope, all were leather patches that said Just Be Dope on it. Mm-hmm. And um, I would get it sold on there. Like, that was all, the, like, the first floor print hats. It was either, like, a woven label or, like, a leather patch label. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that's what the brand started off on, bro. But before that, it was floor print hats out of my backpack in the free speech area on Fresno State. Like, yeah. Really walking around hustling, you feel me? Like got that bag on me, you know what I mean? Got that pack, but it's hats, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like So how was that how how was that first like what was it like just starting starting out with just be dope? Like past you know, we're past the floral hats mm-hmm. and like you say you're you at the fashion show. Mm-hmm. Like how was that how was that experience? You know, like so like did you that, design that your own stuff and things like that? Yeah. That first fashion show. So um yeah, basically so my intention was uh it was like, man, we're at Fresno State. We're in Fresno. There's so much talent here, and especially like I'm like I'm. I know so many people that are doing so many different things, and I still don't know, bro. Like, and, and this is like I said, it's humbling. I don't know, I'm just you know I'm, I'm I'm different, bro. I don't know what it's a streetwear brand. I don't know why I wanted to do a fashion show. I can't remember if like if it was inspired by something. Like I, all I know is I was like I want to do an event and like pack out the bucket. And I think it was just because it was like it was just so much energy going. We had did the pool party and like. um I still don't know. All I know is I was like, it would be fly to like have everybody come together, but like have it be like everyone that's in the fashion show is like Fresno. Either you're from Fresno, but specifically like you go to Fresno State. You feel okay. me? So the stylists were all like from the style, the fashion school at Fresno State. The models were all people from Fresno or Fresno State. Um, I had like the fraternities come and like stroll and dance. I had like the it was like a black dance group on campus. I had them come and be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this is this is the first this is when I first met Zoe Z Will and Brian K. Like I knew about them, I just met them, so it's cool. Like y'all people, y'all young guys that like that have been like I would see them at Fresno State functions and stuff. Like I, y'all don't go to Fresno State, but y'all obviously Fresno. Like I'm here to rep for Fresno and Fresno State. I was like this one, I still was learning getting out of the Fresno State room. You feel me area and um, 
or like expanding i would say yeah and yeah bro so it was just all fresno and it was it was so as far as like the designs it was literally just it was the crazy shit it was a fashion show all based off hats yeah so what was cool though we had the stylist like style based off like the hat we had them like do a whole little outfit based off oh, the wow. hat. so it was cool so everybody basically got to like show off their gifts and their talents you know what i'm saying like um dj k rich was it k rich or soto Oh, you know, what? I think Zero and Brian came out to perform that my second one later that year. I think because actually DJ K Rich, I mean DJ, that's all my brothers. Shout out DJ Soto. I just was at his event last night. Shout out DJ K Rich. They both DJ my first fashion shows in Fresno State. And I was real intentional because like those are two people I had, like admired and looked up to, nice. especially K Rich. I remember freshman year, bro, like just being at a function and looking back, like who's playing all these slaps that people like yeah. don't know. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like that was real special to have K Rich like DJ my first fashion show. And, as my boy to this day, I just was texting him this morning. I was going to try to pull up to Cocky's to do the, mm-hmm. the butter brunch. So um, just thankful to be tapped in with real ones. But, uh, yeah, that first fashion show, I would say doing it, bro, like, if you were there, you remember, bro, it was packed out. The energy was crazy. After doing that fashion show, it taught me. Uh, so I thought my phone going off. Oh, we good. After doing that fashion show, bro, it taught me, um, oh, this is, like, what I'm called to do. Yeah. I was like, this, because it was like, this is, I was like, this, it blew, like, it, everybody was kind of blown away. Like, me and my homie, it was like, bro, like. This is bigger than just some like it was. I just want to have fun and give people like something to do and like. And in a way, I was like, I was about to graduate that semester. Cool. I started this brand. Let's like let me leave my mark on campus in like a dope, positive yeah. way. Like everybody always knowing I've been like the cool, whatever. Like let me like really do some creative and like and have everybody involved, bro. So after it taught me like oh like okay like I'm meant to do this. I'm meant to like connect people and mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying like I just I didn't know what it meant, but I knew it was like I love this. I'm passionate about it, and it like it was a big statement for sure. Yeah, for sure. So at this point, then I imagine after that you started to take it more serious. Now, oh, I don't yeah. know if you even were taking it. I think you I imagine it sounded like you were taking it serious before. But yeah. at this point, are you going now like, OK, I need to make shirts. I need to like that design. Like, how does that how did that look? That was the next step. So um, so I would say that was so starting. So I started the, I started it started off as a side hustle out the backpack and stuff. August 2013 by. Excuse me. Actually, shout out to my, my uh, shout out to Olivia, my people in Marietta. I actually did a fashion show where I went to high school in Marietta in December before the Fresno State one. Oh wow! You feel me? So actually, I might, uh, shout out Olivia. Might have been Olivia's idea to actually do a fashion show, and I was like, cool. I'm gonna, let's take the same blueprint and like blow it up to Fresno. I mean, to Fresno State now. To be honest, shout out Olivia. Um, but basically, that that uh, so kicking off 2014 by January, I made a website because it was like. I was shipping out hats to people. People were like, everything was all through Instagram and DMs. Like, nice. all, like which is why to this day, I'm, Instagram is my main platform because that's why I started off on. Before a website, it was all Instagram. Yeah. So um, I made a website, and so that made it feel like a little more official. I'm like, okay, people can actually order. I still didn't know what the hell I was doing, uh-huh. but I was like, people could order off of it. Definitely by the fashion show, it was like, okay, this is it. So after that, um, like I said, I was graduating in the next like month and a half. No. So I was like, okay, this is what I'm passionate about. What am I going to do? Um I taught myself how to screen print. Yeah. Next. So, but it was like I met people along the way that helped me. Like my boy Sandy, shout out to Tyler. He had a, a screen print press. I met him at this like uh, YMCA camp I was working at as a counselor. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what was the first. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. I had just, um, and this is the trial and error stuff. Like I was in LA. I had a guy kind of rip me off in a way <laughs> for real, man. But it's just, you know, you live and learn ups and downs. He had made me just like just some regular Just Beat Up shirts with like a just our box logo on it. 
And um, so I think at the fashion show at the Fresno, I had those either possibly for sale or a part of the show. But I was just, I was kind of, I never ran with those shirts because the dude ended up ripping me off. So I was like, let me just try something new. So my first actual official like release. When you say rip um, you off, what, is, what do you mean? Like just price wise? He just owed, he like, owed me like, like you know, I've, I'm, I'm over it to this day. But like, it was like, he owed me like, it wasn't too crazy, but it was, just, it was the principle. I basically paid him to, he messed up some hats and was supposed to get do those the right way. Never did them. And then like messed up some shirts and was supposed to do them the right way. Never did them. Okay. And I had also like paid him for like a new order of hats. So it was just uh. like. I also paid you for some stuff. So it was like, bro, run me my money and my merch. You feel yeah. me? Like, it was just like, but anyway, so yeah. that just taught me though, like, okay, like, you know, um, just, I don't know. I thought it was a good, just character, you know, learning people's character and like, you know, like LA, you have a lot of like the little, just fast moving, little, like scamming type people, you know, but you live, you know, I'm not even saying it was intentional, who knows, but anyway, um, I said that to say, so basically, so it was like, I had to kind of like start over, like, okay, how am I going to really, Cause everybody's like, you need shirts, we need this, like you know. So I was like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Like, let me get it together. Um, so the first design was actually "Have Hope, Stay Dope." On, okay. on the back of the shirts was "Have Hope, Stay Dope," and on the front was like a little cross and it said "JBD MM13." Like you know, like started in uh, 2013. Yeah. And yeah, bro. So it's just everything just like changed from there. It's like wow, now it started off with hats. Now we got crew necks and shirts, and from there, just it just never stopped. From just every every collection or every collection or design was some type of like positivity slogan like after that it was the original positivity collection like our first hoodie it was like a circle hoodie okay um i had one spread love give peace was another one uh and so this is all like before i love myself leading up to i love myself didn't drop until 2016 and um that's his whole own i know i'm passionate bro so i know sometimes i'm going a whole tangent but that's, that's okay his, i love myself story that's his whole own thing the way that came about is crazy but like that really changed that changed my life because i was doing you know, stuff i needed for myself like everything from my brand comes from my heart. So it's like, I'm going through this. I need it. I know the world need it. You feel me? Like, mm -hmm. I'm a positive. So if, you know, if I'm battling this, I know we all going through it. You know what I mean? Like, or, or just even if whoever's not, whoever is, is going to resonate with this and need this, whether it's don't believe your fears or, you know what I'm saying? Have hope, stay dope. You know what I mean? So um, everything with the brand is real intentional. You know what I mean? Like, from the, from the start, even before I love myself, it's like, the name Just Be Dope is like, be yourself. That's self-love. Mm -hmm. It's like, just be you. You feel me? Like. And the intention with that is, like, so that way you can get what's meant for you. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not being yourself and you're wearing a mask, like, you're not even going to attract the type of people that's supposed to be around you from friends to relationships to business opportunities. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not even giving the universe your real, like, hey, this is who I really am. So if you're attracting, you know, whatever mask you're wearing, that's what you're, you know what I mean? Attracting. So, um, so what did the, let me ask you, because I remember watching your, I used to watch your live streams. You used to do a lot of lives on on uh on instagram yeah i'm gonna bring it back man thank you for saying that bro. no problem and i just wanted to like kind of ask you too like i remember there was a i don't know i don't know when it started but i remember you're also doing screen print on the side yeah yeah where, sure. where did that where did that come in was that just a so that came in so it's crazy so that came in that became its whole own thing uh grassroots print coach shout out my brother javi that's our screen print company so that's its own like separate thing from just be dope but it's it's like it's still like you know brother company like you know what i'm saying with they works out hand in hand i'll say but yeah. um but that is a separate company with my brother javi as my partner so um that came about because like we both he was screen printing stuff for his own brand and printing stuff for like other people mm -hmm. i was printing stuff like i learned this, my thing is i learned the screen print for just be dope that was why i learned the screen print you okay feel me so but then people start asking like oh but can you print for this like i would print for like random fresno state clubs or fraternities and stuff but it was just limited i had like it's crazy to think about it. i had a one-arm press 
So like it's just a one arm press with a flash dryer. Like even me doing my my two color keep your head up shirts, I would print it, take it off, dry it, put it back on. Like I have to eyeball the design. I thought it was normal when I first went to go print with my boy Javi, and he had like the forearm press so you can actually have all the different screens. He was like, "Bro, what the hell are you doing?" Like, <laughs> I'm like, "What? That's not normal." He's like, "Bro, how are you like? You telling me all your shirts you just eyeball how to print like the keep your head up on top of Pox face?" I'm like. Yeah, I thought it was normal. Like, how else am I going to do it? Yeah, like, I got a one-on-one press. <laughs> I only have one choice. And he was like, bro, like, I'm so impressed, but also, like, that's crazy. Like, you're wild. I was like, hey, man, by, by any means, you feel me? But anyway, so one day, bro, um, like, 2017, 2018, so that's my brother. We had gone through a lot. Like, basically, this is part of the story. So I did a fashion show on Melrose in L.A. That was my first Melrose fashion show, bro. It was big lit. Like I said, anything I do in, in L.A., Fresno's involved, bro. So Z will perform, Brian perform. Rest in peace, my nigga. Be nice. He modeled, bro. Carl, a uh, Carl modeled. Um, who else performed? Uh, it just was the hell. Of, even if people were in the, in the show, they was there. Like it was such a like from Fresno State homie to Fresno people, bro. Like Berto was there with yeah. Culture Class as a brand, um, as a as a vendor. Like it just was like a soul Fresno, bro. Yeah. I don't know why Eddie wasn't there. I think he was a little too late to the party. This was like 2016. Yeah. When did we? I think I met Eddie 20 either that year or maybe 2017. When did you first start really coming around Birdo? Okay. At Peace. That was 20 what? Okay. That wasn't 2017. That was before, that was 2015, wasn't it? That, the, that was, but that was October 6th, though, right? Yeah, no, but the, the Melrose run. The Melrose run. The Melrose 2016, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You were supposed to be there. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. It was there. Yeah, wasn't there for sure. Making those. Up. That was you. But um, we, we needed you there, man. It's okay because now we're gonna bring it. Now we're okay. gonna bring it back. Well, first of all, now <laughs> now I had the mic. First I, of all, let me let me just say, even for the people in here in teasers, whether they're listening to us or not, just want to let people know that my guy Nigel is a hardworking person oh, and works one hundred percent towards himself and his brand and his business. Because literally today, I swear, I was at a Eddie coffee shop up in North Fresno, up in uh, Champlain and Perrin area. What happened? Talk to the people. Bro. Bruh, I don't know if you even got it, though, but I was just chilling, just sipping my coffee and my doo-wop and everything like that. And then... Oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> Get in the camera, bro. And then, bro, the next thing you know, I see this lady. She was probably in her, like, 40s, just working. For real? All my, bro, and then all my life, I was like... No way. I cannot leave this man. This man cannot leave my area. Like, when I want some time to myself, Nigel's always there. The only reason I say that is because this lady literally had a Just Be Dope shirt on her, what? bro. That's on my life, bro. Today, like, repping? Today, literally, bro, 30 minutes just ago. Was, I just was talking to Devin about that. Like, you never know if you still repping, bro. That just, that just made my day, and bro. And that's the craziest thing, too. Because to when lady. I seen this lady who definitely is not part of the demographic or in our circle, she just... just uh, just a dope person that just wanted to support a small business, you know what I'm saying? And that just seeing people that's not in our circle rocking our brands, our clothing, or whatever it is, it just hits 10 times harder than yes. just someone rocking a, a hype brand or something like that. You feel me? So, I mean, it, I was, I, I literally recorded it. And I was like, I, I sent it to him too, but I don't think he got it. But, yeah, you know, but, I was trying to make it here, bro. I was yeah, late. I apologize again. I was late. I was like, let me get but, here, bro. Um, yeah, it was crazy. I went up to her. I was like, you know what, ma'am? I just want to say your shirt's really dope. She's like, oh, my God. Thank you. I was like, 
I just had to tell you because that's my brother's friend right there. He's really dope. You know, Nigel, that's my, you know, that's my brother. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, um, I met him. I met him through walking around Tower. He had an event somewhere. He did a pop-up, and I saw his clothes, and I just loved it. And every single That's word funny. that she was explaining it about, it just, just hits because, like, I mean, for me, like, for example, like, I love wearing the hundreds, but I don't, I'll never, I'll appear, I probably won't have the opportunity to meet Bobby Hundreds or Ben Hundreds, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But I rocked their brand for 10-plus years and it's cool seeing people rocking the hundreds around here because, you know, Fresno's not really on game yeah. when it comes to fashion streetwear and all of that stuff. But I do be like, yo, that's a dope hundred shirt. Like, you know, what's up? You know, Hell yeah. but that was cool. But when this lady was talking about Nigel and like when she talked about when she where she got the, the piece and everything about that and talking good things about him, that just made my heart just grow 10 times more because everything that she said was nothing but truth you know what i'm saying and that's just really dope because it's funny how i keep saying dope you know i've not no just pun in, dope. no no pun intended but that's really that's just awesome for her to really just take the time of day to explain like what she got it from who the person is and you just hear nothing but good things about that person and actually knowing this person heart to heart it's just Thanks. it's just it just feels really good, you know what I mean? Eddie trying to make us get teary-eyed this morning. You know what I'm saying? But that's what it is. That, like, we have all we have a lot of dope things going on in Fresno, a lot of dope-ass stuff. And we just get overshadowed by places like San Fran, L.A., San Diego, not even just them, like Atlanta, New York, all those places, even though I'm rocking New York right now. But it's funny, I'm rocking the hundreds pants too. But But that's what I'm saying, though, like, we get overshadowed by these big name brands and stuff that we got to make our own light. We got to make our own tunnel and hopefully that tunnel will shed some light. You know what I mean? And that's what we're just trying to work towards too, because we have a lot of cool shit going on. Like you too, bro. Like you doing this podcast here in teasers. We're, we're so in dope, here. Like on we're, everything. we're, we're like literally so in dope. here, like speaking our piece. And it's cool that like, I'm I'm pretty sure there are, you know certain people around here be like what the fuck are they doing yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying big but facts that's the thing though they never seen things like this actually happen in mm-hmm. regular regular scenes like on a Sunday morning like this you know what I mean facts. but it needs to happen because maybe this right here will spark some inspiration someone walking around be like damn they're fearless and taking that little risk not giving a fuck what they want it like what people are are you know thinking about what they're doing right now in this yeah. moment you know what i mean but we're here doing our thing in our moment say what we want to say you know what i mean because we want to let that that let that vision out and that inspiration yeah. all that stuff sure. so just a lot of things going down you know what i mean here in fresno especially bro but nigel yeah. i love you you've been working your ass off for 10 plus years and for me to be here see your journey grow and prosper bro like you've always gave people their flowers and now this is just an opportunity to let us know or to let you know that we're giving your flowers as well oh, man. i mean Thank the job come from sacramento to do a podcast right here you yeah, know what no, I mean? like, this that That's is just love. taking that time out to to make it happen and you know it's well deserved and to many more years to just be dope you know what i'm saying many more you know and, and we're just Climbing up the ladder, you oh, yeah. feel We're me? still just getting started, baby. Come on, baby. Appreciate you, family. Already, bro. That's dog right there, on, man. Now. Thank All you, right. bro. Back to uh, the daily schedule. <laughs> that, was, that, was such a, that was such a special organic future, you feel me? But I also want to hey, say, too, on top on top of that, like, 
of like what Eddie said. Um, even though the the Creative Balance show is not explicitly about Fresno, mm. the idea did come from the idea that there's, you know, I see these, all these videos on YouTube of people interviewing, you know, the big names. So yeah, like you said, the yeah. Bobby Hundreds, you know, the Rude Ruigi's, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the people who got these big brands that are in the, that are in the limelight right now. And I'm like, for me, I feel like there's brands in Fresno that are equally as clean yeah, and like, sure. you know, should have that same light or same credit or have that same energy. Like it's genuine people and genuine right. designs and right. people actually care about what they're doing. And I feel like there's nobody trying to showcase those stories. Yeah, so man. even though this brand is not catered specifically to Fresno, I did want to make a big thing on highlighting a lot of people Hell like yeah. in your case, make Fresno dope. Yeah, you know, that's, that's why I said, like, I have my list of people. You were the first one on there because I'm like, you know, like you said, you, you're you everywhere. San Jose and stuff like that. And, like, at the end of the day, you're still impacting people. He saw someone randomly who yeah. was very Im- who was impacted by you. It might be more impacted than if they went to whatever, Macy's and got a Facts. Nike hoodie. Facts, bro. And honestly, bro, like, thank you, thank you again for that, Eddie, bro. And uh, thank you for that, bro, because, like, that's the intention, bro. You mm. know what I mean? Like, that's the intention. Um, Literally, like, I just – I say it all the time, but – Fashion is just a platform, bro. Like, even when I meet people at events and they're like, oh, like, I love myself. And I'm like, wow, that's interesting. This is not. And I, like, give them a whole spill of the intention. This is not. And sometimes they'll be like, no, like, I love it. Trust me. But, like, I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not even trying to sell you right now. I'm letting you know the message. And you feel me? And normally it's like, damn, like, thank you for breaking that down. You feel me? Because it's like none of us were taught self-love, bro. You know what I mean? So, um, and my, I mean, my, my brand is more than just self-love, but that's definitely like the front-running message, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So um, I'm, I'm thankful to meet people, bro, and be, be able to connect, man. Like every event I do, man, I have some type of like special real-life moment connect with, you know, with a stranger I just met that like connects with this message and this energy that I'm pouring out genuinely from my heart, you know what I'm saying? And it touched them. And then, excuse me, and then them, them sharing with me their perspective of what it did for them, it touches me, and I learned from them. So it's just, it's just a beautiful, like, Reciprocated energy, bro. Like, I, I'm really thankful that I'm like, you know, this is definitely my purpose. Like, I'm just thankful that I'm called to be doing this. Like, I still have so much to learn, grow. Yeah. You know, I'm human. I'm a man. Like, but man, bro, I'm I'm really thankful to be doing this, and I have just like great people in my life that that support it, that love it, bro. And like, man, like, bro, what? Like, I'm just big gratitude, man, for real. So I want to ask you, you know, like I said, ten years deep into just be dope, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I guess makes 10 years. That's crazy, bro. I want to ask you, what's the future of Just Be Dope looking like right now? Man, the future of Just Be Dope is looking really special. How I see things going is, um, well, right now I do. I, I want to I wanna figure out if I actually want to have a storefront or not one day. Part of me really wants to. Um, but, yes, it's interesting. Like, as a, as a it's kind of a little personal uh, on the personal tip. But as an entrepreneur, it's like I want to... Um, Part of it too is being able to free up your time. You know what I'm saying? Free up mm. your time and your and your, and your uh, free up your time and have control of your time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, um, and not to say if I have a store means I have to be there. You know what I'm saying? But I'm so hand, I'm a hands-on type of leader. I'm a one that you know pop in and pop out. But just figuring out if like like I love to I love to move and do different events. So I know I'm always gonna do that. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But definitely like having a, a solid team, not just doing it like on my own. I love doing it on my own because I know I'm gonna come up and show up and show out. But you know, really having like a solid street team. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like market, really everything, bro. Like I see just Vito being just a full on household name, a full on like, 
it's a company now, but like really like a company, you feel me? Like to where I'm able to uh, employ, um, have employees employ people, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's like on payroll or like, cool, this is like your monthly, what you what you make off of like what you contribute to just feed up, you feel mm-hmm. me? So um, definitely, it's, it's a lot of things that are in the plans from just to take it to the next level, man. Um, Definitely coming out with kids with kids clothing, but mm-hmm. like permanently. So I have baby onesies, you know. Like to oh, be wow. honest, it kind of as my kids grow, that's kind of as I like develop more stuff. Yeah, you feel me? But like, I want everybody. To, I want everybody because it's important. It's important to teach to kids this message, like young, especially self love. You know what I mean? So definitely like coming out with youth sweatsuits, youth just youth clothing. Period. Just all the different little positive messages that's on adult clothing. Have it available for the youth too, because okay. as I'm learning as like some of the parents buy stuff and they're like even especially this good energy club hoodie i've had so many people ask like yo so is you have a kids version of it or can i like and i've, I've done a couple of youth like you know i do custom stuff as i make it myself yeah but definitely like um in the, the future for just be dope as far as the next year next five years next 10 years um continue to drop collections consistently you feel me by the by the season but then also this is a little kind of like drop um, a little sneak peek. I want to start doing like I really like limited edition exclusives, okay. and people like that. Consumers like it too. Exactly. I mean, consumers like it, that's why I want to do it. But as, even at me as a consumer, I like it. So yeah. And as a creative, it's it's dope because you get to kind of play with it a little more. Mm-hmm. Definitely doing more of those, like doing like monthly drops of limited edition exclusives. So that you always know, like cool, like what's the next limited edition drop from Just Be Dope this month? And like okay. And if it's like I have a storefront at that time, cool, because it's only available in the store, or it's only available from this time to this time. You know what I mean? So yeah. just like. Um, just continue to, to push it forward, bro. Okay. And um, I want to have just a full, like, brand ambassadors on lock. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be able to not even, I'm working on not saying trying. Saying I want to be able is cool, but I, I'm trying to make sure, I just said it again. Yeah, speaking, speaking into yeah, existence. Speaking into existence, not saying, oh, I'm trying. So I want to have it to where, because, um, like, even next month, I'm trying to figure out how am I going to do an event? How am I going to be in San Diego and Long Beach and possibly Fresno if they're doing something for Juneteenth? So, like, okay have a team where it's like cool i have i have it set up where i have it set up and built to my and a team i can trust to where cool i could be in fresno and i got somebody doing an event in the bay and i got another person another team doing an event in la all simultaneously mm-hmm. that's where i see my company going to where like i'm just you know really treating as a company it's not just it's not just me but i'm i have as a leader i have people that i'm not delegating to like businesses about you know delegating and freeing up your time and also like you know you're not a you're not a you're not a boss if you're not helping other people. You know what I'm saying? Not not to say I'm not, but like no, I really, you know what I'm saying? Like employing other people to help to me because it's whoever, especially like working with me. You know, you're gonna learn about how you might want to maybe start your own brand or start something on your own. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's the goal, bro. Just to keep inspiring, keep taking it to new levels, new heights. Like I've I've experienced things I never thought I've experienced, but I also haven't. I'm nowhere near what I what I want to do you know but there's moments of like what I, this happened like yeah. you know what I mean so that just lets me know like that I'm doing something um, real genuine and like that's my calling that's that's for mm-hmm. me you know what I mean nice but yeah hunger makes people resourceful it's crazy to think that a 15th century proverb still holds true today Nigel found himself in a place where he only had enough money to cover next semester's classes with his dorm being on his own back. Through that and a helpful nudge from his sister, he decided to sell hats to make up the difference and they flew off the shelf. This was a spark that started the brand and created a movement leading him to host fashion shows with Fresno artists and to travel up and down the coast spreading positivity. And as you can tell from Eddie's testimony, that positive energy has spread far. 
when faced with a hard time, try to muster up the strength and find a solution out of it. Or you could do what Nigel did and reach out to someone close to you to help you. The pressure of the circumstances might make you try something you never thought of and open new doors for the future, bringing positive change along the way. Let's listen to the origins of that positivity and how he maintains his mental headspace. Well, we'll end it all. We can end all. This will be like the kind of, kind of like the last section of it. Sure, sure. And this is when you kind of go into like how do you balance that because it's so dope to one here where you came from, you know. You know, see, you've seen, you tasted both sides, whether it be suburban life, you know, not maybe not the trenches, but from a, a more, you know, ghetto area, sure. um, at least prospectively, not truly, but. Um, right, yeah, sure. And then going into entrepreneurship and like balancing all, you know, how do you continue to have that drive to, you know, want to do more, be hands on in these different areas, still put mm -hmm. out content, still think of the next collection. How do you do these things? Um, and, you know, how do you balance those with also with the, you know, the important stuff like calling moms, yeah. checking in with sisters, hanging out with friends, your kid and everything. And I, I do want to start it off because I don't, I don't want to skip over it too. Yeah. I do want to start off about you talking about how positive, like, you know, where the, where the positivity came from. For too. sure. For sure. So, um, all right. So it's going to be a little longer. Okay. So remember the, the second part of like more so, uh, modern day how I, you feel me balance it but like where the positivity like comes from remember i told you it was, a, it was an incident that happened so i was i was naturally like my family like you meet my my parents my siblings like we all have a natural like positive positivity um optimistic like positive vibe about us you know what i'm saying that's what i was raised on but um what really like solidified and changed it for me bro when i was in college so my sophomore year of college my older brother namar was um what he was hit dragged and ran over by a bus in uh in hollywood and i'm like yeah bro and um the call i got bro i was at like a party at like pike one of the little college parties turned up bro like i'll never forget this in my life i remember every detail i got a call from my big sister and she basically um you know was hysterical saying that my brother was like basically dying like the call she got was that he was dead dying type thing so we all rush you know get to la get down there so basically like i'm going i'm, I'm just trying not to go into all the details it's, it's a long story but basically my brother was hit by this bus man and like um, it was just so like the, the details of it just, bro, like he was like, you know how buses have like, you know, big buses have like the back wheels that are like, you know, close together. Yeah. His body was like, like mangled and stuck in between that and like dragged, bro. And he's still alive. You feel me? Yeah. So he's a walking miracle, but like he has such like, to the point to where like the doctors literally told us like, we've never seen nothing like this as far as like his, he had no, from here, from his chest all the way down to his knees, he had no skin, bro. No skin. So if you could just imagine just all the surgeries that just is, I mean, he literally, he literally, they literally told us like, we don't even, we've never seen nothing like this. So we don't even want to give you false hope and say like, he's going to make it. All we can tell you is we're going to try our best. Yeah. It was like, damn. So all we, all we could rely on was like our faith was praying and staying positive. Yeah. It was so hard to not be like, fuck, it's over. It's that, you know, mm -hmm. but man, like I shout out to my mom, my grandma, you know what I'm saying? Rest her soul. My papa rest his soul. We came together, prayed, man. Stayed positive, and we just refused to be like we like God has the final say. We're not gonna we're not gonna mope around. Like obviously we was crying, you know. What I mean, it's my bro, you know, we're crying all type of emotions, but we decided no matter what we're gonna stay positive. We can't change what has happened to tomorrow, but we can we can we can control how we show up and believe in faith and with positivity. And I apply that to everything in my life, bro. Like I might get shook up by something, I'm like this is not, but I understand that I and we all do. I have the power to choose if I'm gonna let this. 
take me under or choose to learn from this and let it grow my faith. You feel me? Like, we have the power to decide, like, look, yeah, this happened, but you know what? I'm going to stay positive. I'm going to keep my faith up. Because at the end of the day, like, what really changed it for me in that situation was, bro, me being negative and, like, he's not going to make it. The doctor said this. That's not going to help him get better. It's not going to not, not change anything. But me being positive, me staying prayed up, that that's that will help. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like a lot of times when, thing happen, ha, when things happen to us in our life, we automatically just t- t- assume the negative. Why me? This is so bad. This, this, and that. But if we change our perspective, bro, we change our perspective and you realize, like, yeah, you know what? Like, it's about how, it's recognizing that it's every problem in your life is how you think about it. You can literally change your problems in your life if you just change the way you think about it, bro. And, like, I learned that from experience, and then I also got that from this book called The Master of Life. But that is, like, a big thing that my brother's acting and taught me. is like, bro, like, there's not there's not anything I feel like that can happen to throw me off my rocker. I'm like, maybe initially, if it's whatever, you know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. it's like, you know, death, all type of stuff happens, traumatic stuff. But for real, I'm, I'm a, I know I'm going to bounce back and be all right, and I'm never going to, like, quit or give up because I've... I've, I've had my back completely against the wall. My big brother, life on the line. Like, you yeah. my, my heart was ripped out of my chest, bro. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just like um, that instilled that that um, you could be positive no matter what. So even when people be like, oh, this is going to happen. I'm going to have a bad day. It's like, you don't even realize you're already speaking it over your day yeah, and over your exactly. life. You know what I mean? Like, it's so it's just, it's so much power in our minds, bro. And we have so much more power over, like, our reality than we think. You know what I'm saying? So... I'm real intentional on, like, what I give power to. Like, even when I feel myself getting down about something, I'm like, up, oh, not, like, you know better, bro. Like, don't even do that. You know, if I allow my, like, and you're going to still feel emotions. Like, it's, and here's the thing. Sometimes people do this, like, toxic positivity, like, blind positivity, where it's just, like, you don't feel nothing. You ignore your problems. Everything's just great. Yeah. I ain't saying that. I'm feeling my problems. I'm feeling my shit. I'm feeling with the, when it's real. I'm a real, you know, I'm a real. I'm going yeah. to feel it all. But... I'm not going to dwell in it. Exactly. You feel me? I'm not going to sit in it because that, that's not going to help you. Yeah. When you dwell in it, you're just, you're just getting deeper into that dark hole. It's going to be harder to what? Pull yourself out of it eventually. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, um, so yeah, man. Shout, like, even though obviously I was traumatic, shout out to my brother for his perseverance. He's a walking, living miracle, bro. Um, they told him he would never walk again. And they said if possibly walking, it would be with, like, stilts. Oh, after, wow. like, a year and a half, bro, he, and they said maybe at the most, after two years, after a year, year and a half, he was walking again, bro. After, like, so 50 surgeries, rehab, crazy, like, a crazy journey. So, like, and that's the thing. It wasn't just a one, one-time thing. It was watch. And even now, you know, my brother, you know, his the whole life is different now. But obviously, he's okay now. But to watch him go through every single surgery. So, every time he went into surgery, mm-hmm. it was told to us, hey, it's a, he might not make it. Yeah. Every surgery, the chance he could die. So every it was. So it was like every day was like a test of how positive can I stay and exactly. how much can my faith be tested for at least a year and a half straight of like <laughs> the most traumatic shit I've ever gone through. You feel me? Oh wow. So it just it just changed me, bro. It instilled that like, man, I don't care what. And I realize it's different, bro. Like people, people, and people don't realize how much we're used to just sitting in our negativity, like. Uh, I'll just give you an example. Last week, on four, I remember it was 420 because 420. I woke up, I had my uh, in my van, my back windshield was shattered, bro, broke. Luckily, nobody stole nothing, but I'm just like, dang, like that's a whole nother cost. Like, but immediately I looked, I just was like, first, of course, I was like, damn, this sucks. Like, I can't even. Then all my merch is in there, something. Now my merch is exposed. It's just, I'm thinking about everything. It's money that I'm gonna have to spend. It's just a bunch of stuff. My friend, I was telling him, was like, oh wow, like, I'm su- like, wow, I'm surprised you're not upset, like. You know, you didn't let it run your day, and I just yeah. like, and it made me think. I'm like, dang, like, I can't tell you how many times I maybe watching somebody's Instagram story random, like this happened today to me, like, 
my car got, you know, I broke this or this is not just complaining about it, it ruins your whole day. It's like, yeah, something bad happened to you, but you don't have to let that ruin your whole day. It doesn't mean that it didn't affect you or or mm-hmm. that it's messed up. But so now you're gonna just go through your whole day miserable. You're you give you give yeah. it that much power, you know. So like everything is what we give power and like what what we think about, you feel me? We yes. we have so much so much more control over our reality than we think, you feel me? Exactly. Let me let me better in this camera real quick. All right. But I want to ask you, um, go into the balance part of it. So how do you, how do you balance the, um, the goals and trying to strive in business mm-hmm. and being ambitious and then also maintaining your, maintaining your peace and your, yeah. and your social life and your mental health? Man, that's a great question. Um, definitely for me is, uh, remember, remembering my why is important. You know what I'm saying? Remembering my why. Um, and my why is, and I have a lot of whys for the, for there's just be dope for like you know because I'll, I'll say this like, what helps me balance it is that I'm I'm a, just period I'm constantly I'm on a journey to just be the best version of myself you mm-hmm. feel me, and not every day is gonna be the same, I'm not gonna be the best version of myself every day but I'm always trying. My, have you have you heard of the four agreements? Yeah, bro, I live by the four agreements. Okay, so that's something I re- like you know I'm re- like. My favorite is don't make assumptions and, and don't take anything personal. Mm-hmm. Those two changed my life. Like reading that book, I was like, damn, I wish I had this a few years ago and would have not taken so much personal, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. um, the four agreements, is, as, as that's something I, I live by. I know we're talking about the balance, but like that helps a lot just because as I go through and I'm trying to balance everything and be the best version of myself, um, I'm be all, that's why I brought it up. The, the, the last agreement, the fourth agreement is always try your best. You feel me? So just trying my best to be my best version of myself every day. Not even trying, working on being the best version of myself every day. So um, I'm in, so I'm intentional. And then that's another thing is like living intentional helps me keep the balance. So remember my why. So why, why am I, like I'm back in the gym right now. Why am I working out? Because I know what it's going to do for me mentally. The mental peace, the mental challenge, the mental push. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and also, you know, I want to be hard body, you know what I mean? But, also, but it's really like, and I want to be in shape. Um, and then it's like, and also like, this is just a lot of little wise, like for like different, just really just remember your wise. I'll, I'll share this. Another thing is like, cause I feel like when you get your body right, I mean, it's, it's a mental thing anyways, but when you get your body right and you really like in, get to a routine of working out, it translates to all the other areas of life because it's mental. Exactly. You're showing up for yourself in the hardest way of literally pushing your body to its limit. So that translates to other areas. So just like when business gets to, when it gets super overwhelming or how am I going to do this or I'm trying to continue to learn business funding and taxes and all this different little stuff. Like, okay, mm-hmm. how do I, you know what I'm saying? Like, knowing, like, you know what? I got the endurance to to get through this because I got through this workout this morning or whatever, you know? Exactly. Um, so remember your why. I did 150 push-ups. You're not going to play me. I do, what? I just like, but then, um, <laughs> but then like, with, like with Jay, and then like um, my why when it comes to, like, okay, like, staying ambitious, uh, going after, you know, continue to go after Just Be Dope, being a present dad, you know what I'm saying? Even like, when it comes to like, Making sure I read, doing my journaling, my meditation, all of that stuff. All of that helps me stay balanced, but my why and the intention with it is so I can be balanced. You know, exactly. my why is so that, like, I can not pour from an empty cup, have a full cup to be able to pour into my kids, the world, Instagram, the, all that I've, it's, it's always, it's so, in my day, I, so many different types of people I interact with, you know what I'm saying, especially if I'm going to events or whatnot. So, um, remembering your why, what everybody's why is different, why you're on your mission that you're on. You know what I'm saying? Why, like, even for you, you like, you look, I know why I started this podcast. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, and for you to be like, nah, like, I remember my why. You know, let me figure out my own stuff. Like, bro, you got three different cameras set up. Like, you feel me? That's fine. You know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. just knowing that she was like, yo, I'm a, because I remember why I'm doing this, 
Like I'm I'm a I'm approaching it in that type of way to give it my best. So um with me intentionally like approaching life with that, I wanna be balanced, I wanna be the best version of myself. It's like that's that's uh it makes me wanna like go hard for it. So I'd be excited to hit the gym. I'd be excited to like if I'm mis meditating or journaling, like I ain't gonna lie, I didn't meditate this morning because I was drinking last night. So I was yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I gotta lie. So you feel me? That's why I was like, I gotta get my green smoothie, bro. But yeah. Um you feel me? It just it almost it, it helps you balance it out better. And then I'll say this, like, I'm real big on, you know, work hard, play hard. So you gotta live your life, bro. A lot of times, like, um kinda it's two things I'm gonna say in the same breath. Like, I have really, really big goals for myself. And then I also know that I I've always felt I have a high calling on my life. And then like interact like Eddie sharing that interaction with that with that lady, like me meeting people like that lets me know like, okay, I have a higher calling on my life. And it's not about, oh, like me an ego thing like my energy my light that god the universe for some reason blessed me with to you know what i'm saying to give to the world so yeah. um that's part of the why that's part of what keeps me ambitious keeps me going mm-hmm. but um so within that though sometimes we'll get critical on ourselves like damn i should be further like even you know i'm coming up on 10 years i'm like damn man i should be further should my money be up more should my this my that but like i've gone i've come so far you know what i'm saying and even i appreciate y'all like even when i come back to fresno something like and i'm in la where everybody just got it bins whipping everything nice foreign yeah. whips everywhere so like I love that when I come back to Fresno too, like y'all remind me, like, bro, like, you know, like the city sees you, the city is inspired, like, keep going. Like, like I've got, I, I give so much love to Fresno and the love is, is given back so strongly because it's just like, it's genuine and like, I really, you know, love the city. So I'm on a whole tangent, but, You're good. Um, but work hard, play hard. Like, that, that balance is important too because, uh, like I said, we're, we're all complex human beings. At least I know that about myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a hustler. I love to have fun and turn up, be the life of the party, but I also love to be by myself. So, that's, which, leads me to um uh, time of solitude is very important to me like to balance like for anybody like if if you don't take time to recharge how are you going to recharge you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying how are you going to be able to the uh to uh pour from a full cup and that's whatever it is like i'm not just even talking about all meditation journaling yeah. like even if it's just just chilling just relaxing just mm-hmm. you know going into nature you know what i got i'm about to call you out because you don't like the beach me, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but see, I, I, I seen that clip. We gonna talk about that really quick because people got on me. Oh, he just he needs people. Some people being ignorant. He yeah. needs to get out the city. He needs to get out the hood. This now whatever. Yeah. I'm like, listen, y'all, my ignorant, <laughs> y'all ignorant mfers. <laughs> There's more nature than just the beach. Let's be, Facts. let's just be honest. Facts. Like I like hiking, but it's something about going to the L.A. specific. I'm talking about California beach. It's something about going to yeah. the beach. Where the water's cold, the beach is dirty, mm-hmm. and there's hella people. I don't get no. I'm like more stressed out. <laughs> hey, you but, know what? I feel that. But if I'm going to like Yosemite and mm-hmm. going on like Twin Falls, like uh, Twin Peaks, whatever, like oh, trail, yeah. that's a whole different experience. You there, you seeing the butterflies flow, and you hear bad. the animals wrestling. That's different than sitting at the beach. You see hella people. Yeah, nah, that's I, facts. I think the only thing cool about the beach that I really do like is beach volleyball. And I, I saw some people who they got some sand socks. They're yeah. playing beach football out there. That was kind of oh, dope to would, me. That would be dope. Uh, beach football <laughs> with the little sand socks. That's that's me. I do that all. That never experienced. <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah, but no, nah, I, I feel that, bro. I, I I love both. I think for me, it's like, um, and I don't know if it's because I'm from Santa Clara. Like I said it wasn't like we was at the beach that much. Like we yeah. would go, some, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we would go sometimes. But um, for for me, something about I'll say this too, like, because when it's when it's packed at the beach, it's like okay, cool. I'm kind of here. I'm not here for like woosaw relax. I'm here like. Maybe to like turn up, just enjoy the vibe, whatever. Exactly. Maybe, you know, smoke at the beach. I look like I love smoking at the beach. Yeah, with, with my, whether it's speakers or headphones, that's my thing. But um, 
it became very therapeutic for me when my when my papa first passed. And I don't, he was in the Navy. That's how my my all my family's from the south. My mom and dad's side. That's how I ended up in San Diego. Okay. So I I wondered if it was because of like I don't know some type of Navy connection. Just this mm-hmm. I don't know. But when my papa passed, bro, I would go to Venice Beach at nighttime, so not that many people would be there. And the beach is beautiful at night too. It's a lot more. It's it's quiet. People aren't there. And um, I hate the sand too. So I'm not one of. I don't get in the water neither. You know, I'm still a nigga. I ain't getting. I'm yeah. <laughs> you know, I tried. The 2021, I had a little moments where I was like, all right, let me. And you really, you know, being within nature and blah, blah, blah. But I hate sanding my stuff, too. So um, so I feel you, bro. But, yeah, I think for me, like, personally, it turned into, like, a therapeutic, like, mm-hmm. you know, I would cry at the beach. I would, you know, yeah. I'd be out there, bro, rapping, you know, Kendrick songs, Nipsey songs, like, you know, f- like, yelling into the sea. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like, you know, I know I done scared some people out there. Like, this nigga <laughs> crazy. Like, bro, yeah. but, but mind your own business. You don't know what I'm going through. You feel me? <laughs> but uh, for real. But, yeah, so. But I, but nature is healing. My my new thing is definitely like taking hikes, bro. I love taking hikes. Okay. You feel me? Um, and I like shrooms. I do like shrooms. I've been um, been dibbling, dabbing. I like like. First off, being in nature is so special. But like, whether you microdose, eat a little more than a microdose, and go into nature, bro. What you're gonna have the most just euphoric, just like mm-hmm. that's been like as a recent. Like I would say this this year, that's been like that's been one of my new things I like to do for sure. Okay. For sure. So let let me ask you. Um, what for somebody out there who maybe is either struggling with mm-hmm. balancing the, the you know um the hustle and their like social life or whatever mm-hmm. like what are some tips that you that you would give them as far as like kind of prioritizing like what and, like, you know basically finding what's important oh you know what too bro i didn't even say the most important thing you got to make you a to-do list i make a daily <laughs> i make a daily to-do list you okay me? uh the night before is i, I suggest make it the night before um, if I don't, I'll do it that morning. But that way it's like, you know what you got going on. Especially if you're a hustler, you're an entrepreneur, you got, you know, you got hella stuff going on. So, you know, put it, put on there the personal, put on there the professional, you know, and I'll like, I'll prioritize. Like I try to put whatever's the top priority at the top of the to-do list all the way down to kind of like, what's the, you feel me? Like, like least important of that day or whatever. Um, that helps. Cause then it's like, as you're going through, if I'm oh, damn, my son did this, or I'm with the kids running around or I'm in a fashion issue, I get a little, whatever it is, I get a little thrown off. That, that to-do list is like your compass to come back like, okay, cool. And two things, the to-do list, and then when I'm working, I have a daily schedule. Haven't really stuck to it all the way. I always, my mornings, yeah, I still have my little meditation, this, this, and that journal. But then once I'm like out there in the fashion or this, this, and that, I was like, okay, cool, I might end up here or there or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like have, making a schedule for yourself, like a, a, a detailed schedule um, as an entrepreneur, a lot of times we don't think we're supposed to do that because another reason I like being an entrepreneur is because I was like, I want every day to be different. Like I'm a Sagittarius, I'm spontaneous. Yeah. Like, every day be different, but to actually be more efficient and like, you know, like stay on your mark, you know what I'm saying? As a, as a business owner. Yeah. Um, definitely have like a detailed schedule, okay. detailed schedule, your to-do list and, um, and, 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 uh, what do you call it? Review, review your work, review your work. That's something I'm, I'm not saying that like I'm a pro at that. I'm learning on that, but review your work. So if you, if you, if you're like a hustler, you're an entrepreneur, you're kind of struggling as far as like mm-hmm. the balance or just, how to even like grow and elevate, review everything, review like, okay, what am I giving my, like literally like, okay, what am I giving my time to? Like, what did I do today? What did I do this week? You know what I'm saying? Because so, if you are, whether it's like struggling to focus or to give time to your business, like, well, damn, I did binge watch this show for three hours. You know what I mean? Last yeah, exactly, night. Like, you know, so just being real with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and if you did do that, like, okay, well, let me balance. I watched the show three hours. I'm not going to beat myself up just tomorrow. And I'm going to do something else instead for an hour or two hours. That's actually for the business. You know what I mean? So um, the more you can 
and it's just period with any any anything you do, any anything that anybody's doing with life, man. The more you can be honest with yourself and self reflection, the better you'll be to be able to grow and if you're not honest with yourself of what you're falling short of, what you're not doing, what you need to be doing, how you gonna get better and grow, you know what I mean? Exactly. But um but yeah, I would advise those those few things for sure. I appreciate that. So yeah. now first of all, appreciate you spending time with me. Man. Um it was a great conversation. I feel like there was a lot of wisdom in there, a lot of, you know, lessons to be learned. I can't wait to go back and watch it myself. Man, and like, I can't wait for watch. this to drop. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> and, and, and listen to it again. But, uh, yeah, that's your camera right there. Let the people know what you're doing. Yo, so this is Nigel B. from Just Be Dope. Shout out to Grassroots Screen Print Company, too. But, um, yo, I'm out here spreading love, good energy, light. I just want to I just wanna be a, a reminder and inspiration for y'all to be your uh, authentic, true self. Um, don't don't let don't don't let anybody else box you in and don't box yourself in, you know, um, in life. And this is going to get into a little preachy, but in life, life is all about duality. You feel me? I feel like sometimes we like we said, the whole mass thing, like it's so important to be yourself. Um, and that's why it's important to be aware of yourself and know yourself, your flaws and all your your vices, your demons, what you want, what you don't want. That's all a part of self-love so that you can love yourself and um only accept what is uh like what's meant for you or what feels what feels good for you. You feel me? Like follow your soul, follow your heart, and I'm I'm here to literally just uh be an example and a leader of that with um how I show up with my brand, the energy I spread, man. It's it's just genuine love. I don't know why God made me like this, but he did. I'm thankful mm -hmm. for it, you know, but I'm not some like perfect human human positive being walking around. I get I get scared, I get nervous, all that too. So um I'm transparent because I just want people to know that it's like uh, it's a it's a journey, man. There's no one way to be positive. There's, there's no one way. Bless you, bro. There's no one way to love yourself. You feel me? So, um, keep learning yourself. Keep growing. Keep evolving. Understand that every every everything that's happened to you in your life is molding you to where you're supposed to be, where you're going, what you're destined to be, what you're destined to receive. So, um, just keep elevating, and uh, and yeah, man. Follow us at Just Feed Up Lifestyle. I love this song, Passion. I'll go on a whole nother tangent because mm -hmm. I just, I realize how much, like, a lot of us don't realize the power in our words that we speak, you know? Like, our thoughts are powerful, but everything we speak of our life is so powerful. So just be mindful of the words you speak of your life, um, and you could change the trajectory of your life literally by your thoughts and what you speak. Um, so tap in with us at Just Be Dope Lifestyle. My personal page is Nigel Just Be Dope. I'm going to shout out to my boy because I'm going to start. I'm going to get back on there and start going live again, hit him with the streams. Um, like I just want to keep spreading love and good energy, man. So that's what we're doing. Uh, look out for us. Probably the next Art Hop. We outside, man. Fresno, if you're outside, you're going to see us. <laughs> so exactly. Look out for that Love Myself hats. Good Energy Club, all that, man. I love y'all. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me, bro. Thank you. Appreciate you. Me? Like, this has been beautiful. No, you know always. I mean? We finally made it happen. This is, you know what I mean? <laughs> Lucky in the works for cool little minutes. So. Exactly. And, bro, you came all the way down from Sacramento. So, man, yeah. like, let me give you your flowers of just, like, how much you're dedicated to what you're doing, bro. You feel me? Appreciate this, this that. This dope. Yeah, appreciate that. Absolutely, bro. Thank you, guys. And this is another episode of the Creative Balance Show. i catch you guys on the next one. Yes, sir. Much love. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Creative Balance Show with the highly positive Nigel B. To find out more about the show and find other episodes like this, check out wooziapparel.com forward slash pod, or you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen to your podcasts. If you're watching a video version of this, do me a favor, like this video and subscribe for more content. To my audio listeners, 
if you enjoyed the episode can you give us five stars on apple Podcasts? it helps out a lot this is najara better known as woozy and thank you for listening to the creative valence show presented by woozy apparel